With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good evening, everybody. It is Gen XYZ podcast on the air. Yo, yo, yo. What's up? Gen Don't X- change that dial. Got Mr. Gen Y, Josh Neal. In the house. Gen Z. What's up? What's the up? real tree. The effect on your television is normal. <laughs> uh, yeah, don't change the dial by click. Don't click on anything else other than the show, or click on other don't. things, but just leave this on in the background. Oh, that. There you go. Um, very, very user-friendly show we have here. Let me tell you. Yeah. Um, Lots of ways to listen. Lots of options. Exactly, and everybody is listening. Now, check some stats. Liking what I'm seeing. Um, Are we still the internet's newest sensation? Uh, you could say that. You could say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just did. <laughs> <laughs> hey, taking taking the world by storm, my friend. We're uh, we're as the kids say, viral. We're going viral. Viral. The virus coming at you. Oh wait, that's another show. Oh. Um, or used to be anyway. Um, so what's everybody been up to? Everybody, I know we want to hit on a few things tonight. We definitely are going to talk about football this year coming up. It's uh, right here upon us. The season is upon us. We've got college starting up in less than two weeks now. NFL starting up in three weeks. Uh, mm-hmm. Cannot wait. Favorite time of the year, I think. The AP poll came out. Yeah. Today. Yep. Dogs are number nine. Yep. Uh, well, Ohio State's number one. I see that dropping fairly quickly. Yeah, they were a uh, consensus too. It was a. Yeah. Well, yeah. Which kind of surprised. I mean, or uh, was an un, undisputed champion, I guess. Yeah. However, yeah. everybody voted for him number one. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, whatever. That, that's a different discussion for a different day, but yeah. I can see it, you know, whatever. Understandable going into the season because you, you haven't yeah. seen anybody play. You can only base it on last year. So. True. I mean, no one's going to vote for TCU just because they haven't, like, done anything. I mean, they've done things. I mean, you know, shout out to TCU for being, like, awesome. But, I mean, <laughs> you kind of you kinda compare the pedigree between TCU and Ohio State, and you kind of have to lean that way. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and, and – Ohio State has a lot coming back. True. But they do have a couple of guys suspended for that first game against on the road against Virginia Tech, so that's gonna be that can be Indeed. trouble. Indeed. Urban might uh fake another heart attack. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> One of the main players in Joey Bosa is out, so I think it's some, yeah. some of that weed stuff going on. Oh snap. Um I mean not at Ohio State, you know, they're just good wholesome young men, but um Yikes. Some of that, some of that good, good. Yeah, yeah. But 
before we get started, anything you guys wanted to get into? I know something that kind of caught my eye, if, if you guys want to talk about it, is this whole phenomenon of, of the, the shaming phenomenon, I guess, that kind of... Well, the one that caught my eye, I mean, we've always heard about slut shaming and then now fat shaming and I guess it's gay shaming a thing, I guess. I don't know. Lifestyle I shaming. I'm straight shamed on a daily basis. I know, right? Shame. Shame, shame, shame. Shame on you. Uh, but, I mean, the Melissa McCarthy thing is the one that really got my attention. Of course, she's coming out with a new line of clothes for... for Full-figured gals, I guess. Um, you mean plus size, right? That that's no, that's no, 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 no. What? That's not the term. <laughs> no, that's. I thought that's that was demeaning. the term. That's demeaning to women. What? <laughs> Interesting. But you know, I, to me, look, I empathize with with the uh, larger folks. I, I'm not exactly a skinny mini myself. Um. Have lost weight over the last few years, but you know, it's, it's, I've, I've never been a blender fellow. If you want to, if you want to use, I guess you've always been a little fluffy. Yeah, we, we always shopped, I've always shopped in the old husky section at Sears. Okay, fucking um, husky. <laughs> I hated that title, husky. I want to mind Alaskan breed, nah. Fucking husky. God, I hated that term. <laughs> or big bones. Like, my yeah. bones weigh more than yours because I'm fat. Like, come on, man. It's, uh, you got to come up with some kind of term to uh, fat. You know what I mean? You're overweight. There you go. Right. Boom. I mean, not you. I'm just saying. And me, me, me more so than you. I'm just saying. Yeah, I know exactly where you're going with this, Dre. You can lead us in more, man. But yeah, I'm. This is this fat shaming's over the top. I mean, why is it that? They, what is plus size? Why is plus size negative? I mean, maybe if, if there's some gals listening in, they can give us a call. Uh, seven two four 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 seventy four forty four. And then enter code one three eight five one five hashtag per pound. Would you prefer Tic Tac Toe? Depends on what generation you're from. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, plus size. I mean, all it is is just a, a word to something to, something to tell you what department you need to go in. Should we just not have any departments at all? Should we have no specific rack? You just it's just all willy nilly, and you just <laughs> Find something and try it on. Is that the way to go? There's no no sizes, no numbers, no anything. Like the local Goodwill. Jesus Christ, have you ever <laughs> shopped in there? Uh, I've gone in there and they I... They have shit organized by colors. <laughs> that was... <laughs> It was no the freaking worst organization, like, or, like organizational pattern or... I don't, like, I don't even know. It was just colors. God, I God, I walked in there to buy a um to buy a blazer. I had jury duty, which I got out of because I was a student. But besides the point, I walked in there just wanting to grab something cheap, just something that'll hold me over for six hours because I probably wouldn't get it anyways. And I walked in there and I couldn't find not just a jacket, 
I could or a blazer. I couldn't find a shirt that fit me because there was they were all different sizes, different arm length. You know, you know, short sleeve, long sleeve, collared, non collared, all thrown together, organized by size or organized by color. Right. It was ridiculous. I mean, you have to. I mean, you have to classify and have separation. It's yeah. not a, you know, I mean, it's just, I mean, that's what, that's kind of what humans do. I mean, to simplify things, we classify them. You know what I mean? To have to kind of come to a better understanding, kind of come to yeah. a better grip. Right. Com- compartmentalize it. Exactly. And, that, and that, naturally comes with, that naturally comes with, I mean, some people say discrimination, but discrimination, the definition of it is just to make a choice, you know, basically. It's, yeah. It's a division. I mean, it, there, there, there's no negative connotations behind it. It's simply a. It, it, it's simply meant to separate. Yeah. Yep. And I mean, yeah, it's just deep. Oh God, we'll get into it. But it's just one of these things where I think it's just PC run amok. Exactly. And a combination of the slippery slope theory, which I'm not a big fan of, but it does seem to be getting progressively. These shaming terms, they they encompass more and more terms, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't stand going into Goodwill, by the way, just because it freaking smells like old feet. <laughs> uh, other than that, yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying. But so what are you, yeah. ageist against feet? Well, more so the smells, anyway. Just old dank smelling in there, guys. Ooh. <laughs> can't dank. stand going in there. But, uh... But yeah, I mean, why? Like you said, Josh, why? Why is it necessarily a bad thing to to indicate what size something is or what size clothes something are? There's another uh, clothing company. I forget the name right off, but they decided to come out instead of having large or medium or extra large or even number sizes. They came out with uh, flowers to be their 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 sizing chart. <laughs> it still means fat and skinny and regular. I mean, geez. I know. That, then it's going to be, yeah. Well, oh, not regular, but medium. Well, who's, you know, my God, oh my God, you wear a rose? Oh, my goodness. My goodness. Uh, oh, my Lanta. <laughs> how, how dare you say I'm a rose size? Um, <laughs> I, I just... Oh, I have the uh, list of sizes here. Willow is the uh, smallest size, and then the Dahlia is the largest size. So, uh, <laughs> Even that sounds like a fat or <laughs> Just call them large and extra large. I mean, that's <laughs> well, you're, the, you're a fat flower, aren't you? Look at that Dahlia bitch. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I wish the black Dahlia would uh, make her... Uh, <laughs> so here's the thing. So you're not a size six. You're a lily. Need capris in size twenty two? Order a daisy. A manifesto <laughs> website. We don't want there to be an inherent order to the sizes, with women striving to fit in the smallest number possible. And we don't want women to feel bad for ordering a size that society has deemed unacceptable. We just want you to get what fits. So find so to find your size, use your measurements, not society's idea of what you should be. 
Oh my God! Do you not need to know the society's measurements in order to get a lily or a dollop? You know, in order to know what the sizes are. Yeah, like here's the thing. The first thing I see is it's like names of the flower, and then right next to that is the numbers that would correlate to the size. But you got to know what it's the numbers stupid. are. It's, it's, not like no society, it's not like society is making their, it's like, oh, well, I mean, if we're going to call this a size 28, that's obviously a dolly, you know? I mean, it's, it's, like it's not the other way around. I mean, they're obviously basing their measurements off of society's measurements. Like, this, like, I see no difference in this than, like, the way Starbucks calls their small, medium, and large, whatever the heck they call it. Yeah. Like, what, like grande and whatever it's called. Like, it's just... <laughs> It's like a trademark kind of thing, I guess. Like, I mean, it's still the same thing. I mean, you put lipstick lipstick on a pig, it's still a pig. Yeah. Or an Alia. What size is the corpse flower? A corpse? A corpse? <laughs> <laughs> that <what> she <laughs> That's, of course, the uh, world's ugliest plant, by the way. Uh, uh, and it smells horrendous tea, by the way. Is it really? Yeah. Did not know that. I thought that'd be like a Venus flytrap or something. Just a nasty looking plant. Yeah. Wouldn't that I mean, calling a, somebody a Venus flytrap, I mean, like the camel toe of, of the cotton. <laughs> 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 uh, Indeed. But whatever. I mean, people got to get over this nonsense of. Being so, it goes right back to the being offended over everything, dude. It's it's just God Almighty. Suck it up, people. You know, if yeah. somebody says you're a size ten or a size sixteen or whatever, then nobody means that offensively. And and if you're concerned about that, then figure something out to how to change it. You know, exactly. Like you've got to have confidence and own what you are and who you are. You know, like. I like I I like wrestling. I'm not a I'm not like embarrassed by that too terribly much unless Vince McMahon does something something else racist. You know I'm not offended by it. You know like do you like wrestling? Well I'm like well you know you like Nickelback so don't talk to me. I don't know. It's like I don't know like like I like what I like and I own up to it. You know. Right. I guess. Well, and like, and I. And if you don't like it, then then change something about yourself to. To, to change, you know, to, exactly. if you don't, you know, if you get tired of answering questions about, in your example, for liking wrestling, you're tired of hearing, you know, how do you know they don't really hit each other, right? You know, if you're tired of answering that question, then either quit telling people or quit one. Yeah, you know? exactly. Or, or just block them on Twitter. Right. You're yeah. talking to the Rolex wearing, diamond <laughs> ring wearing. <laughs> I mean, that's got to be why a lot of people tune in. It's just for the show. It goes along with the wrestling. I love it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, this is certainly generational. I, I love wrestling, too, but I can't watch some of the, the newer stuff. I find myself more and more just, like, rolling my eyes at it. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of eye rolling, but, you know, what's good is good. I was watching some Attitude Era. Not to get on a tangent, but I was watching some Attitude Era. That stuff was kind of silly in comparison to today's WWE even. But, you know, I'll get into it. But I think overall, I think the 
because there were so many. I think it was a perfect storm because you had guys like Stone Cold and and The Rock and Triple H and all these guys that could handle themselves on the yeah. mic. That, I think, and you know, the yeah, that's really what it was. Balls. I mean, geez, even the even the mid card was awesome. Yeah, and you didn't have I mean stu- stupid you know writers that have never tried to get out in front of anybody themselves, and they. They're writing all this cornball crap for <laughs> now, whereas back then it was guys like The Rock just kind of busting on each other, you know, and and cracking jokes on people, and you know that's, that's... Cena's yeah. probably the only one. I don't think Cena. I don't think they make him follow a script. Do you? I think he's a little um, more ad libbing than than most of the rest. I mean, I think they kind of just give him like the general idea, like do this, this, and this, and then you know he goes out there and does it. Did you say? I mean. Dang? What? Say what? I don't know. I said, did you say Sting? No, Cena. John oh God. Oh, if they ever, Cena. If they ever, if they ever gave Sting the, if they ever gave Sting the stick and like creative freedom over what he says, oh my God, I'd murder myself. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> it's showtime. Yeah, he, he's kind of generic, eh? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But whatever, I can understand that. Um, anyway, back to shaming the fat people. Yeah, what about... There's also, of course, one of the more popular is the slut shaming, and I don't necessarily see that a whole lot. I mean, I mean, is that something... Maybe on social media, do people do that? If anything, I see people yeah. as friendlier almost nowadays than they, they've ever been. Yeah, well, I mean, that's evidence in the crime statistics in and of itself. We've been on a, uh, we haven't had a violent crime rate this low since 1966, despite having about mm, 100% more people. Yeah. Mm. I mean, if not that much, then we've, then we've at least had a 50% growth in the U.S., you know what? We're at, I think, 333 million people. Right more population density than ever, and, I mean, the crime rate's going down, so, I mean, obviously, we're doing something right. Right. Well, I see all these, like, babies having babies, and it's like, oh, congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) I see all these babies having babies. It's, uh... Yeah, it's just like, congratulations, oh, I can't, I can't wait to see how your, you know, child turns out, you 12-year-old, you know? Like, yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, 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 I, I, like, I don't, yeah. It's just, you end up oh, seeing the, the parents and the grandparents end up taking care of them a lot of times. Yeah. Because they won't, they won't, they won't change their ways to, to A, get out of what, maybe that's a baby mama shaming, I guess. I don't know, but, yeah. Um, can't get out of baby mama. the habits that cause the baby to begin with. They'll go out Friday, Saturday, or whenever night, and they don't, you know, they don't really, you know, adhere to a to a lifestyle change whenever they have a child that depends upon them now. So they yeah. they keep going out to the club and go out to the bars and everything else. It, 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 like, you gotta, like you got to switch from Netflix to Hulu and, you know, not make babies, you know. If, you, if yeah. people would just switch from Netflix to Hulu, there would be like realist babies. <laughs> what, what are we sponsored by Hulu now? <laughs> no, like there's no like, research. Somebody give me a contract. There's research and stuff, man. I, I saw it because like this one 
mom is like suing Netflix because her her baby is like having babies because of Netflix and chill. Like there's like eighty percent chill. Because they, it's I better it's, be careful. I watch a lot of Netflix. <laughs> I know you might end up pregnant. So it's like, in the bandwidth. It's in the bandwidth. It's in the bandwidth. Like they're saying, like a lot of Netflix's programming is like so boring that there's like nothing else to do. But like Hulu is so superior or something. I don't know. Anyway, it's like 14% of people watching Hulu do that, and then like it's like 80% of Netflix people are doing that. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> Sounds sounds like a uh, I don't know sounds like a Hulu study I guess I, I guess or maybe not or maybe it's a Netflix study isn't it? yeah it might uh, be a Netflix study well here's well here's one one perspective on it it seems like people nowadays as you mentioned earlier Dre they seem to have a mentality where they have they seem to believe that they have a right to not be offended. Mm-hmm. When and it seems like that has been compounded with this with this idea that nobody's lifestyle should be taboo either. Now, people's right. mistakes shouldn't be exor you know a, what excoriated. I think that's the word. They right. shouldn't be you know they shouldn't be pointed out and made an example of. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't be you know as an example of what not to do. And I think that's kind of where we're at today. It's where we're living in an age, and and everybody says that we're living in an age of this, we're living in an age of that. But honestly, I mean, right now, I do believe that we're living through a through a period, I should say, because as as we mentioned before, the pen, on social issues, it seems like the pendulum always swings back and forth. You know, so it just depends on what times you're living in. Right. But it's where we're living in a time where everyone wants their their lifestyle and their life choices legitimized. They don't want them scrutinized. They want them legitimized, and they want them to not feel bad about the decisions that they've made. And well, that's where this and that's where this comes in. It's where they don't want anything or any decisions that they make to be taboo anymore. Right. Just that whole, you know, just let yourself, you know, let yourself do whatever makes you happy, kind of thing, and and. That's no consequence. You want to do, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you just you shouldn't be scrutinized as far as the choices that you make. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, you yeah. have to think. I mean, one of the reasons that there's a high it's theorized, should I say? It hasn't been proven, of course, because it's hard to prove theories like you know such as these. But it's been theorized and highly supported that single motherhood has single-handed, or not single-handedly, but it has risen in correspondence with the, with the, they call it social insurance, but basically, you know, social insurance programs like Medicaid, Medicare, um, TANF, things of this nature, you know, your social safety net. Mm -hmm. And when, and back in the, you know, 30s, 40s, 50s, Marriage was supposed, you know, kids kids were only supposed to happen within the confines of marriage, and society themselves really frowned on it. You know, kids kids I think were almost disowned back then, mm-hmm. and and nowadays, you know, there's there's very, I mean, for God's sake, it's on TV. They're all, it's not glorified, but it's also not hidden anymore. It's also not looked down upon because looking down upon people now is frowned upon. 
Right. So, I mean, you have, as Trey was mentioning, I mean, you got mothers on, you know, team, on Team Mom, you know. I mean, I think they're, God, 16 on, on, like, the, on like the youngest example. And it's just we live in an age where nothing is taboo anymore. And everything is to be legitimized. Well, that's what worries me, too, because, okay, and I'm not comparing, but, you know, we've seen gay marriage and and acceptance of gay lifestyle so much into society now that I honestly think very soon you're going to start seeing, like, the NAMBLA group and, and groups like that and I know I'm not using the slippery slope thing because I'm not, you know, I know. But damn, man, can't you just see that whole group saying, "Well, you know, look, they're, they're, they're it's we're happy and and they enjoy our, you know, fellowship and and hanging out with each other and, um, you know, we we enjoy each other's company and and blah blah blah. They're happy. I you can just see it be try to be pushed, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's the whole thing is basically it depends on what argument you're making. And if you're making the argument that, you know, love is love and that's the principle that you're arguing and that, that things like marriage, you know, with the legalization of gay marriage now, that marriage should just be based off upon the principle of love with no other qualifiers, you know, it's just love. Mm-hmm. Because the two people that love each other, that it makes it legitimate. Right. But when you start introduce whenever you start introducing qualifiers in there and it's not just based upon, you know, the principle, then that's when it starts getting complicated. But, mm-hmm. you know, you can find people that are a hypocritical when it comes to it because like you said, when you take gay marriage, for example, if you're basing your definition on the principle that all marriage is marriage as long as love is, you know, the is the principle that's being applied, mm. anything can, you know, that opens the door for like incestual relationships. I right. Mean, and or the at least the idea that that should be legitimized as well, since love is love. Right. And I guess the real question. Nambla obviously would be that you know well they're not of consenting age and things like that but you still can see the argument being made I guarantee it. Oh, absolutely. There are they've been arguing for that but it's just a matter of you know now that there's more acceptance they're going to use the the court decisions of of gay marriage they're going to try to incorporate that into their own which and it's not even a you know it's still not it's still not an equal equal relationship type of thing, you know? Well, see, honestly, that's why I brought up the the topic of the incestual relationship because I honestly see that being kind of the next, not frontier that's being pushed. Well, that and polygamy because it seems like, you know, the multiple partner relationships that are beginning to pick up a little bit of steam here lately. But um, well, you're seeing them on, on TLC and... and well, T, uh, TLC and, like, on, like, Reddit and whatnot, like... I'll go on there occasionally, and they'll have topics come up, and it's just, I don't know, it's very interesting to read what people, how people justify themselves and what they live and what they support other people living, you know? A lot of people don't give a, you know, don't 
really give a shit. And I'm honestly kind of like that. I really don't give a shit in a lot of aspects. But when you're starting to change institutions like marriage and you're arguing that the that the definition should be expanded or relaxed, depending on how you view it, and you're doing it from from a perspective of, you know, uh, of a principle like love being the reason. Well, right. when you open up the door for just love being the defining reason behind marriage without things like, you know, one man, one woman for procreation and other reasons like that, and it's just based upon love, then I don't see how, even if we're operating within the context of, of right now, as long as there are two consenting adults, and now we've defined marriage to be just based upon the definite, you know, between the principle of love, well, then you can't legally say or principally say that incestual people should be excluded from that. Right. Even, if, you know, as long as they're 18 and above and they're doing it consensually, then, you know, that's a taboo that used to be fucking frowned upon. Right. And honestly, I could see within my lifetime it becoming totally leg- legitimized and made to seem normal. Yeah. I don't know. It's just interesting to see how things change within your own lifetime. Right. The times they are changing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, even in, in, you know, going back to the 80s or 90s, you couldn't, I don't think anybody would have thought that gay marriage would be legal. You know, or much less basically legitimized. You know, yeah, as yeah. far as I remember, I mean, there's there's jokes like, I mean, like Eddie Murphy's, I think it's on on Delirious or whatever. I mean, one of the names of his bits on his album is faggot, and then mm-hmm. there's faggots revisited. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> on on a later album, I mean, it's like, you know, you never would see a politically correct police allow that to go through nowadays. No, definitely not. Without him being just totally skewered throughout, you know, publicly. Well, then, and in a lot of cases, the record company wouldn't take the chance, you know, wouldn't take the liability of, of you know, risking that kind of bad publicity in the first place. Right. So it wouldn't even get a chance to get published. Right. But why can't we just say the words? I mean, even if it's a... Most people I know did not use that, you know, use the word faggot in that term. I think, you know, in that in that in that idea. I mean, it was pretty much like it was almost used more like sissy than than actual, you know. My God, yeah. you're you, know, you do you have homosexual sex? You know, I mean, it wasn't used in that term. It was more of a oh, quit being a faggot. You know, I mean, let's go yeah. out. Come on, let's go. Yeah, on, or, you know, much. I mean. It was almost a, a, a slight against women more so than than against homosexuals because it was almost it's, like saying sissy or, or quit being a chicken, yeah, or yeller, yeah, or a little bitch. Not to be racist. <laughs> <clears throat> so yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm just ready for the for society to allow word people to speak, and if nothing else, you know, how are you supposed to know? I think everything should be allowed. Just let it let it all flow, man, and um, it'll it'll come out in the wash. Nobody's gonna either. If, if, who cares? Uh, that's the way I am, anyway. But whatever. Um, exactly. Shoot, you can't even say midget on TV. 
Oh, I know. Because, because it'll... Uh, the new N-word, apparently. Yeah. And, and uh, it's, uh, I was watching the John Mulaney special, New in Town, the other day, and he was trying to have that joke with the with the M word in it, and uh, he was like, "No, you can't, you can't have midget in the special because it's like it's like saying the N word to little people." And he's like, "You want to know how I know it's different? Because we're saying the word midget, and we're not even saying the N word." <laughs> the thing is, I mean, the weird thing is about how the whole N word deal has got has grown and grown is, as soon as you hear someone say N word, what pops into your mind? Oh, yeah. Neptune. I mean, it's like, come on. It's just, it allows people to say it without saying it. I mean, good Lord, who cares? I mean, shoot, I'll, I'll, I'll drop an A on on you all day. It's just, a, it's just a word, man. It doesn't change anything. It doesn't change any people's thoughts or anything else. If you don't, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> No, uh, no, no, no. I mean, there's a line of thought that says offense can only be given; it can't be taken, or is it yeah. taken? And I think it's all. Offense can only be taken; it can't be given. Yeah, right. and that's just simply made to imply that yeah, you can't find anything offensive that you don't choose to find offensive in the first place. Right. There might be perfectly good reasons that someone would find, you know, nigger or faggot, you know, as a as a very, you know, taboo word. But there's people that, you know, I mean, in other countries, you know, somewhere in God, Somalia possibly or somewhere, what, in Egypt, that have never heard those two words used in a, in a derogatory, con- you know, context. So they don't know that they're bad or not. So... It's simply how it affects you personally. Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean... And and also, you know, we're sitting, people get offended by words people use, and yet you see so many atrocities and things going on overseas in the Middle East, and they don't even really think twice about it. It's just kind of like, no, no, you offended me, but I don't know. It's It's annoying, man. And the country needs to start coming back together. And, you know, after 9-11 happened, it was like everybody was on one page, and it lasted, what, about three months, six months? And then now it's like it's just completely gone, completely gone. I don't know what it's going to take to get it back together. Hopefully not another 9-11, for God's sake. Here's a question. How bad did the mood just shift whenever I said the N-word back there without refraining from it? Didn't it just feel like a mood shift? It's weird. I don't say Isn't it. that odd how that works? I didn't, I didn't feel it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Like, I, like, like, I'm not sure if I was the only one that felt it, but it like, it, it's, it's odd how that works because it's like you're socialized so often from so many different ways that even though you know how you interpret it and the truth behind it, right? It's still you still feel socialized to react a certain way. It's, it, right. it's odd how that works, and you're and you're and it makes you feel and it, and it makes you feel like you're supposed to have a certain reaction. Even when you hear other people saying saying it, you know, in a non-threatening way, I'm saying. Yeah. 
I, it's still hard for me to. I guess I've just been, you know, I guess I've caved into the different ways because I don't say it as much, you know. I guess as much. I'll, I'll say it jokingly sometimes. I guess, but but I, but even when you hear other people say it, it's kind of like it still kind of sticks out in your in your mind. You know, like whoa. Yeah. It's kind of oh, it's kind of blunt. I don't know if I can say it. Yeah. It's, it's kind of blunt, like like the. Like the, uh, Damn, like this shit the just got real. <laughs> well, like, then you, now yeah. you hear people saying, and, and this is uh, obviously with the whole Caitlyn Jenner talk and everything. Now they're saying the word tranny is is not acceptable. Because oh my that's god, more a, that's more of a porn. That's more of a porn term than actual person or lifestyle kind of thing. That it's it's transgender or transsexual, not even transsexual, I don't think. I think it's transgender is like the big term now. Not big term, but most preferential term, I should say. But most people that, like, I, I think I said before, I listen to, you know, Opie and, and, of course, Jim Norton. <laughs> My God, if there's anybody that doesn't intend any offense to the transsexual uh, community, it's Jim Norton. Jim Norton. And he's he's always, he's always used the term tranny and stuff, and he knows like you know Bailey J and all these kind of like these you know really well known transsexuals, and it's like isn't he into them? Yo, yeah. Oh yeah. He says they're uh, special girls. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Terrible. Terrible. There is kind of a it is kind of a fun game to kind of look at different pictures and kind of say, all right, is this is this a guy or a girl <laughs> or would you be fooled? I think is the, the game. <laughs> if you see him out in public, it's like if you see if you see someone that that is trans and it's like, would you really be fooled by, by this person? Because there's some of them that you're like, I just start laughing. I mean, it's like there's there's one I saw on like Yahoo. Um, you know the Yahoo headlines that they have, and it's like it was like this. It was a, like a former Navy SEAL or something that came out and, and said that they're trans now. And you look at them, and it's like they're about you know they're about two fifty, you know, six foot three. A dolly a size. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know they got damn shoulders as big as friggin' Brian Erlacher, and. Uh, <laughs> They've got long curly hair and a, and a flower dress that you would see some some fifty year old woman wearing or something. It's just I just start laughing. I'm sorry, I can't help it. It's just funny. You need to respect their life choices. You're not gonna be fooled. You're not fooling anybody, man. I don't care what you call the, it. The 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 one on Big Brother fooled me for a minute. Huh? The one on Big Brother fooled me for a minute. Audrey or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, here's what here's what it was with that, with her, him. I, I don't know what you're supposed to say, but that anyway, human being. it's like um, when she they would show her her talking, you know, like in the little vignettes and everything, and and little side like diary room stuff, and she was by herself. Yeah, it's very hard. To, it was hard to tell if it was a guy yeah. or a girl. But when they when when I saw her go into the room, like into when they were picking their rooms and stuff, and there was like six or seven other people with her, and she was like towering over them and like shaking hands and like enveloping the football player Clay's hands, the football player's hands. 
you're like, uh oh, <laughs> what's going on here? Whoa there, banana hand. <laughs> <laughs> She's up, man. Uh, <laughs> like Mike Allstott in the house or something. <laughs> Old sausage fingers. Uh, oh. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah. When it, when I mean, she was. I guess I. I guess I'll say say she. I guess that's what she prefers. But yeah, you know, it's like. But the thing is, yeah, I don't know. But when you but you, when you say, like, no, you have to, you know. Call me woman, or uh, you have to, uh, you know, fine. But I don't know. You can, I, to me, it's it's still a, kind of a lifestyle choice. I know you may feel yeah. more feminine and things like that, but I just don't think. I don't know. I, I I can't see. I think it's. I think it's more of a. Uh, I don't know. I don't think it's a mental disorder. That's what I, I'm hearing a lot of people saying now that it's a mental. I don't know, man. Mental phenomenon, or, or a, I don't want to say disease, but a mental illness. I don't know. But how can you sit here and, and you got to give people some time to adjust here to to Bruce Jenner, one of the most masculine, one of the greatest athletes in the world at his at his time. You got to give everybody a minute here to to be allowed to say she or her. I mean, you know, you got to give us some time to break in here because yeah, this person's been a, a dude for a dude's dude for what fifty however old he was sixty. I don't know. So now, just in the last few months, you wanted to say make it known that that. You want to be a woman now? You got to give people some time to to adjust to this, man. Yeah, and that's the thing. Is there's no, and that I want. I don't know why there's been such a a uh, break. You know, uh, you can't say any jokes about. It. Have you noticed that with the the talk show people and like ESPN? Gave her the Courage Award and and oh yeah, and then but you couldn't nobody really made any jokes. They got Clint Eastwood in trouble with that one thing. I think I mentioned that on an earlier show. You know, it's like everything is totally off limits in regards to uh, Caitlin or Bruce. Whereas even five years ago, comedians all over the place, the the night you know the the talk shows. All that would they would have their little jokes and comments, but now it's like you're you're you know just demonized if you make any sort of reference to a, a, a humorous <laughs> a humorous reference to to Caitlyn Jenner for God's sake. Yeah, it like you can't even like not make a joke about it. You can't like or uh you can't make a joke about it, but you have to praise it almost. Right. Like, like if you don't say something positive, it's like, well, why did she say something nice? Like, this took a lot of courage and strength on her part. So, if you could say something nice, that'd be great. Yeah, like, I think it's you're not allowed to say anything negative. You have to. You better accept this, or else, you know, that's yeah. what it's like. Or you're going to be ostracized from the from the community. Exactly. We'll see. I we'll see. That's following along in that same thread of thought, that's kind of where I'm at. 
but I even go farther with it. It's if you look at it from like just, just imagine a line in front of you with the left side being hate and the right side being love and the middle being tolerate. It's almost like they don't, you can't even meet them halfway. You know, you can't even meet it at tolerate yeah. anymore. Yeah. You have right. to, you have to, you have to naturally gravitate and move closer to the love side of the situation, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's what I always see. It's like, you can't, it used to be enough to just simply tolerate something. You were tolerant. That was a good thing. But mm-hmm. now you have to be accepting. You have to be loving. You have to be supporting. And that's the thing. I mean, some people are, some people in general aren't ready for that kind of transition. Some people are resisting that kind of transition simply because it feels forced. I mean, that's me in a lot of aspects. You, I would fun? be a lot more accepting of it if it didn't feel as though I was being punished for not going along with it. Right. Yeah, you you almost want to call Caitlin him and he just because they're making you almost. Yeah, just, just be because people demonize you if you, t- yeah. Yeah, if you don't. Yeah. Were you making Funny. a fun there with the, the transition thing? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> didn't even I walked into it, didn't even see it coming. <laughs> see, you gotta be careful, man. Um I don't know. Like I said, I I I, I even heard that there's a such thing as transabled now. What? What is that supposed to be? I have I can't imagine what it could possibly be, but I think it's like somebody needs to research that because it's, okay, uh, I think let's it's, see. like you got the equipment for it or something. Or tra- transabled I think it's people what, are cutting off their own limbs to become disabled and uh, disturbed. Yeah, trend. like phantom. It's 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 almost the opposite of phantom limb syndrome. It's where like they feel they would be whole. If they got rid of a certain part of their body, <laughs> uh, quote: The person could want to become deaf, blind, amputee, paraplegic. It's a really, really strong desire. End quote. Oh, okay, I've heard of that. And if you, and if you don't support them, then you're the asshole. <laughs> <laughs> supporting my child cutting their ear off. Well, <laughs> it's hard for them to be able to find people or doctors, I should say that will grant them surgery because that's against what, not the Hippocratic Oath, but that's against the doctor's uh, oath or whatever that they take because it's a person. Do no harm. Limb or organ or whatever it is that they're wanting to get rid of. Yeah, they're violating their oath to do no harm. Right. And that also leads me to wonder how that's allowed because the sex organ of the people that, that are trans is a fully operational, obviously, or supposedly, or likely, or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's mm-hmm. it, there, it's it's not it's not a detriment or a a hindrance to the person's livelihood, you know. But yet they're still they're still using these procedures and operations for no for just because it's a something that they kind of feel the need or desire to have. Well. So, uh, that's something yeah. too. It depends on how you're framing the argument, whether or not this is a mental, you know, disorder. Because I mean, a lot of these transgendered are 
entering into these, you know, elective but still intensive uh, sex change operations. And like you said, I mean, the stuff's functioning perfectly fine, but in their mind, because they are this, this different gender than what they were born with, it's causing them psychological, you know, di- distress, which is the reason that they want to switch over. Right. So, I mean, th- doesn't that kind of lean towards it being classified as a mental disorder? Because, I mean, I, I, like, I, like, I, like, I, I would see those two things as being re- related somehow. Yeah. Well, and I know that they have to go through a, a lot. They, they say they have to go through years and years of, of therapy and, and, and... And hormonal changes, now, I mean, prescriptions and whatnot. Well, I mean, to get their hormones that, and estrogens like, and testosterone levels correct. But they have to go through counseling and, and therapy and things before to determine that it's a legitimate it's not just some, you know you know, Stanley wanting to be called Stanley Easter or something, you know. I mean it's it's mm-hmm. it's completely yeah. different. That to make sure it's a legitimate cause and not just, you know, somebody for two weeks thinks they're they shouldn't have a penis. Oof. Don't do it now. After successfully cutting off his hand, Jason says his body finally feels normal. Oh. Um, all right. That's that was an episode of Nip Tuck, if I remember correctly. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I used to love that show. Well, I still do. So, uh, was Vincent Van Gogh the first transabled? <laughs> nice. Zing. He was just. No, he was just in love, man. Ah. Love makes you do crazy <laughs> things. And cocaine's a hell of a drug. How <laughs> uh or maybe it was Oedipus. We'll have to we'll have to revisit this again, but talk a little more in depth, maybe maybe we can get Norton on the show sometime. <laughs> Because I know he thinks, like I said, he he is totally into the um, that it is a mental condition. Is there is no, you know, because there was a bit the big discussion of, you know, well, why is it that Rachel Dolezal and now I guess the uh, Sean King, I guess, or how is it different that they think they're black? How is that any different than than Caitlyn Jenner thinking that she's a woman? You know, and and yeah. you know, it's it's not genetic. No matter how you test a, a, if you did a test on Caitlyn Jenner, whether she cuts everything off and and has all the procedures done, she's always going to test as a as a man. You know, sure. Quit crushing your dreams. Well, you know, my question is how. I don't know, because, you know, just like these people, the Dolezal and, and the other guy, no matter how how they get tested, genetically, they they are Caucasian. Yeah. And that's always, that was always my argument among the two. I, I don't necessarily know that it's a, it, it's it's not going to change anything genetically. They are still genetically male or, or, or Caucasian or, or whatever. Yeah, like like if you change your skin color, you're not going to be like more susceptible to to a certain uh, 
<clears throat> afflictions that other races would be, you know, uh, vulnerable against, you know, like, uh, freak, what's it called? Uh, the freaking blood thingy that black people get, African Americans get, or African anemia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like if you go from white to black, you're not going to be more susceptible to sickle cell anemia because you decided to be blackface. Right. I right. mean, I mean, yeah, yeah. You're so, I mean, you're so going to be white. Whatever. Okay. Like I said, you can put lipstick on a pig, and it's still yeah a pig. There are a lot of pigs that. In the transsexual world. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of dahlias. Oh, uh, thank you. Uh, well, you know, it's, uh, we got, like I said, we can keep talking about this for years and years and years probably and never figure it out, but I would like to, you know, that'd be something we should, you know, maybe try to, to look into a little more for a future show, possibly. Um, Absolutely. Maybe we can get somebody on. Maybe we can get Zoe Turr on. (laughs) You probably didn't see that on CNN with uh, Zoe Turr. And I think it was Dr. uh, What's his name? Not Dr. Phil. What's the other one? Uh, Dr. Drew. On Dr. Uh, Drew's show, Ben... Journalist, he writes at Breitbart. Sorry, he's an editor at large at Breitbart.com. But he's a real good, uh, uh, like, he talks very well. He's very, uh, uh, he's very eloquent. Well, he was, like, making an argument, and him and, uh, yeah, this transsexual named Zoe Turr got into it, and she physically threatened him on national TV. Oh, yeah, 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 I remember that. Yeah, that was pretty. Yeah, it was pretty wild, and and nobody reacted to it. It was it was pretty amazing watching. You know, kind of a case study in action, if you will. Just that that because you know she is a protected class, that it wasn't considered you know negative action for her to physically threaten somebody that's questioning her her status, if you will. Oh, my my God, put the shoe on the other foot. You know, yeah, exactly. Or whatever. Um, but it would it would be a, a national a national story. Maybe we can get jazz on. Can we get jazz on? Jazz. Oh, I am jazz. <laughs> jazz. Oh my god. Poor kid. <laughs> uh. All right. Well. I don't know about you, but this, but all this talks get me all worked up for some NFL. <laughs> <I was just laughs> <about to say. laughs> all this talk about men wanting to be women and women wanting to be men. <laughs> Let's talk about some man on man action. Let's talk about a little NFL. Speaking of Seahawks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, spot on, spot on. We got the old NFL breaking and starting up. Preseason's been on for a week or two now. Ready to rock and roll here in a couple of weeks. Got the Sunday ticket ordered. Got a, a, a redo each year now. Oh yeah, you got you'll be over here, I'm sure, for your fantasy football. Oh, uh, what uh, is it like? Uh, what like three, four hundred again? No, I don't think so. I don't think it's that much. 
Not that much. It used to be for like an outrageous amount. They just roll it into the uh, into the monthly thing now. It's like I forgot you balling, dog. <laughs> Money <laughs> in the thing. <laughs> Like four payments of fifty bucks or something. I think it's a couple hundred bucks. I don't know. Uh, That's what drives me up the wall with this whole. They renew it for new people subscribing, but they don't renew it. They don't do it for free for people that have been a subscriber for twenty friggin' years. Yeah. Um. But whatever. But hold on one second here. We got before we get into our NFL talk. We got our. NFC East and ASC East reporter checking in with us, Mr. Eric from Maryland. What's going on, man? All greetings, gentlemen. How are you? Fantastic, my friend. Beautiful, my man. (laughs) (laughs) We're all doing well here on the East Coast, I presume. You guys aren't watching uh, Bachelor in Paradise right now? (laughs) I know, man. Oh, man, I got it on the the hopper. (laughs) DVRs have been set. I'll keep you posted what happens. No spoilers here. <laughs> oh, I'm live tweeting right now. Yeah, don't don't spoil the uh, Big Brother. It's on the DVR. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or SummerSlam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, what are yeah. we talking about? What's what's, what's well, the topic for today? You, you just missed our uh, our uh, transsexual talk. But, uh, Lovely. <laughs> I'm one segment too late. You know? <laughs> I know you're entirely disappointed to hear that. But, uh, <laughs> Absolutely. <Yeah>. Swing in a minute. Nothing but high quality programming for myself, sir. <laughs> Very high. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we were just going to get into the uh, little NFL talk. Okay. You would. Uh, like the, we'll, we'll give you first dibs because I'm sure you probably did the most research out of the four of them. A little bit better than none, I would guess. Uh, um, yeah, well, so start I out mean, with I, the uh, NFCE since you are a big uh, Redskins fan. Yeah, well, yeah, sadly, I, I am a Redskins fan. Uh, it's been really <laughs> tough for us, but I can go ahead and predict you how that season goes um, you know, for Redskins fans. It's going to be more or less of the same. Um, you know, they have very little chance of winning five games this year. Uh, they're going to be looking somewhere around, I don't know, top five, top six, top seven picks, uh, you know, when it comes to the uh, to the end of the season. Um, we're going to hear all the same RG3 talk throughout the entire season. Is it going to be him? Is it going to be Cousins? Um, mm-hmm. Should Gruden be around? Um, the good news is that the defense actually looks like it could be something this year, uh, but I just think that they're going to eventually get worn down uh, if you guys, I don't know if you caught any of the Detroit Lions preseason game against the Redskins, uh, but it was just absolutely atrocious. Uh, they, they were, I mean, it, it, it looked like they were dancing with the offensive linemen of the Redskins, uh, just pushing them all over the floor. Um, and I know that RG3 has got a lot of criticism, and he deserves it. Uh, but he was, I think he went back for eight passes and got absolutely destroyed on six of them. Uh, right. So... <laughs> You know, you you can't blame the guy for that. Um, you know, people will make their jokes and things of that nature. But, you know, Kirk Cousins obviously came in, but he was going in, you know, third and fourth quarter against, you know, the backups to the backups. So it's easy mm-hmm. for him to light it up. Now, the biggest question in, you know, the Washington area has been, did the offensive line do it on purpose? You know, there's been a lot of talk that it's RG me, and uh, right. a lot of the offensive Ooh. line does not like him. <laughs> so, uh, so were they allowing, uh, you know, him to get a little taste of it? 
Um, it's going to be interesting. I don't know, you know, if you guys remember, but at the beginning of the season, they extended him to another year. Um, okay. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. There was a lot of criticism to that. Uh, but with that team, it's going to be up to him. They've got, you know, an all-pro receiver on both sides of the ball. You know, in between your X and Y, you've got a potential all-pro tight end in Jordan Reed. You've got an all-pro in Alfred Morris. You've got an all-pro in Trent Williams on the left side of the line. You spent, mm-hmm. you know, a first-round draft pick on Brandon Sheriff on the right side of the line. He's got pulled over to guard. Right. But but either way, the line, you know, should be okay. Um, you know, more people are doing with less. So, you know, the real question is quarterback. If they can get any kind of quarterback play, they should be okay. Right. Uh, that being said, they're probably going to be at the bottom of the barrel. Uh, it's going to be between them and New York. Uh, I think New York has a little less question marks. I picture their offense, even with their offensive line struggles, um, you know, bringing, bringing Victor Cruz back in is going to be a huge benefit for them. Um, so I don't know who you're going to cover. I don't know who Washington you know, or anybody in that division is going to cover uh, Odell Beckham Jr. and Victor Cruz at the same time. Uh, you know, plus, you know, they're, they're, they should continue to have a strong running game. Eli's in the midst of his contract talks. So, you know, he's going to want to have a big year. Um, he admits that he hasn't said he wants the biggest contract in NFL history, which is an absolute joke. But he says yeah, <laughs> uh, his race would like to have a word with you. Yeah, he's got some good commercials coming out. I'll give him that. But the, the idea of him, you know, but, you know, at the same time, we said the same thing about Joe Flacco uh, when he got his contract. So. Um, I guess it's just today's NFL. Um, the real two contenders in the division um, seem to be Philadelphia and Dallas. Um, I think Dallas has more question marks as far as character. Um, you know, their offensive line seems just like they're going to be one of the all-time greats, you know, on paper. Um, now, they lost Callahan, their offensive line coach, last year. You know, luckily he's in Washington. Um, but... Um, you know, they invested into that offensive line uh, for several years in a row, including, you know, getting bashed for the Wisconsin pick, you know, from the center. Um, you know, they, they've had some issues. But, uh, but you know, that defense, it was absolutely supposed to be terrible in Dallas. I mean, they were talking historically bad defense. Ended right. up being, you know, overall a, a better-of-the-road defense. That being right. said, you, <laughs> the other team in the division you're looking at, Philadelphia, their defense, at least in points, you know, uh, points per game and things like that, you know, they were top five last year, um, but I think most people don't realize. Um, you know, they scored something. The defense themselves also scored like eight touchdowns um, for, you know, the fantasy players out there. They were the number two defense in the whole league last year. Um, so I, I, it, I, I say that to people, and I was shocked when I was doing my research that they were, you know, so productive. So if Chip Kelly, you know, can – I mean, that's – the question with him is, is Chip Kelly's scheme going to work? Is Sam Bradford going to stay right. healthy a whole season? Probably not. But Mark Sanchez, the Sanchez himself, you know, did a really nice <laughs> job as a, as, a, as, a, as a backup last year, you know. Um, so and <laughs> I don't know how much of a story the Tebow-Barkley battle is going to be. Um, I'm rooting for Tebow. <laughs> you know, I know I know you guys are Georgia guys, you know. Yeah. But, uh, but I, I'm rooting for him. You know, it should be interesting to see. Uh, I, apparently they were showcasing Barkley uh, these past couple, like, preseason games or things of that nature. But, I, I mean, I wouldn't give up a seventh-round pick for him. I'd, I'd wait to see if I could sign him. And if not, you know, oh, well. Um, yeah, but he's, he's got a he's got a first round pick contract still. So <laughs> right, exactly. You know, so is it really worth it? No, I mean I don't think so. Um, we'll just have to wait and see. My guess is he'll get dropped, 
And then my guess is Tebow will become the new two-point specialist. You know, I, I'm, Chip Kelly has an ego, and I'm sure he feels like if anybody can handle Tim Tebow, even over Bill Belichick, he can do it. You know, he'll yeah. find some way for him being productive. Um, I don't know if that will be on special teams like, you know, he did with New England. Um, but I think that he'll find some kind of basic format running play option. I mean, we know he's not going to throw the ball. You guys watched the, the tape on that where he had a receiver uh, I think any of us could have thrown to uh, you know, <laughs> left, left-handed you know, and, would, and would have had him. But Tebow, you know, chose the run. It's still that same, you know, college yeah. mentality. Uh, and people question his vision. So, I, but really when it comes down to it, we're talking about a third-team guy that may or may not see the field. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't know. You know, hold, hold on right. on putting your Super Bowl tickets with them. But, um, well, here's the, here's I, the thing. Chip Kelly, you know, it better work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's not too much you – know, no one else to blame, right? I mean, it, it's yeah. all his, you know, ego. There's Philly fans. I mean, you know, we know how caring and, and loving the Philadelphia fans are <laughs> and everything. But, right, yeah, they pelted uh, Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> how patient they are with coaches. and uh, But, yeah, it, it better work if, if he wants yeah. to and, – and, like, he he can't have a down year this year. For sure. Now he might if he can get him to right, yeah, yeah absolutely. conference final you know, or something. He, he might buy himself a year of, of grace. I mean, does does wild card keep them happy? I don't know. You know, I mean, yeah. I think it may take away some of like the racism remarks and things like that if he at least gets into the playoffs. You know, right. um, but honestly, I <laughs> I actually kind of like his style. I hope it works um, because it, it's almost taking the college mentality, you know, out of it. I, I read an article and I can't remember who wrote it and I wish I could, but, um, they were talking about how Chip Kelly doesn't have a, you know, racist personality that he just has a, my way or the highway personality. If you don't want to do what I say, I'll get rid of you. That includes Nick Foles. You know, that includes Deshaun Jackson. That includes LaShawn McCoy. You know, right. I don't care who you are. If you're not going to follow the game plan that I want or the, you know, if you don't believe in what I believe in, and you're gone. And that's right. kind of bringing that college mentality of, you know, because what do these coaches have over these players? Not much, right. you know. <laughs> you know, those players, the players are getting paid more. They're earning more for their franchises. Um, so I kind of like seeing some of the power shift back to the coaching staff. Um, right. You know, is it right? You know, ideally, would you want to be friends with your coach? Of course, you know, but this is professional football. This isn't, you know, <laughs> this isn't our level of football. <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah. You know, you know they, don't, they don't need to be a role model. <laughs> I, I really thought that the, a lot of that criticism, I'm not a huge Chip Kelly fan. I think he's kind of a, you know, kind of arrogant prick, but he's kind of, <laughs> yeah, you know. Kind of, I think he is. I think he's But you know what, though? How many, what coaches aren't, you know? I mean, it's a very, oh, you better think very that highly level? of yourself profession, you know? And, and look, when he brought in his whole Oregon scheme, as a Redskins fan, the first thing that came to mind was the old ball coach coming to mm-hmm. Washington. You know, right. he's going to bring his you know, <laughs> yeah. high-flying attack. And, you know, we saw, you know, not too good. You know, <laughs> we, we, yeah. we, we, he, it, it wasn't great for us, you know. And uh, I, I kind of thought Chip Kelly, and I, and I really had the opinion that the NFL would adjust the same way they adjusted to the Wildcat, the same way they adjusted to the read option. Um, they would eventually adjust to his scheme, but – <laughs> you know, you're having a hard time beating physics when you see those boys, you know, huffing and puffing when he runs that, you know, fast-paced offense, you know, and they look right. even faster uh, than I remembered uh, when I watched them, you know, play Baltimore a little bit. I mean, they were just running up to the line, no problem. Now, 
they struggled when they, you know, got beat on first down or second down and things kind of went out of rhythm. But when they were were rolling, (laughs) yeah, yeah, I mean, but when they were going, man, I mean, it it looked like a video game offense, you know. And it it clearly proves that he believes in his, you know, work. And I know it's not just the calling of the plays. I mean, he has specific diets for each player. I mean, they, they have, you know, smoothies that are completely dedicated to their personal needs. I mean, they spend a lot of money. And I also know that he spends a lot of time researching um, because he found out uh, at the end of his first year that his offense was too fast um, and that his players broke down at the end of the year. So he had to so kind of figure out a way. Plus size. Say it again? What? Plus size, not fat. Yeah. Fast. Yeah, they were fast, not fast. Yeah, they they were they were and I don't, I'm and wait, we we've already talked about the plot size. Please, please, yeah. use, I missed that. Instead of fast, oh. please use the word up tempo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm offended by the term fast as a fat white guy myself. <laughs> I'm sorry, a rotund white guy myself, you know. Uh, <laughs> That's, that's Here, here's something, Eric, to keep an eye on. I think, and we've I've seen it in the college game too. Where watch for the Philadelphia defense to start getting a little more susceptible to to the heavy pro style. I mean, obviously you're going to see that in in, in the NFL, but the pro, <laughs> right. pro style and, and I form offenses that they may go against, like a you know, because Washington even spreads it out a good bit, you know, with with and they're trying, they've been changing off. that. That's something they've been trying to change this year. Um, but I know what you mean. You know, just that old, good old-fashioned ground-and-pound smash-mouth football. Yeah. Because look at – I mean, teams like Auburn and Oregon and teams – and well, yeah, Oregon, for example. You know, they tend to, to get – you know, they'll be fine against other teams because they're facing that, you know, that spread offense, probably one of the best in the country every day in practice. But when right, you go against – yeah, but when they go against the, the heavy pro-style teams, like Georgia, for example, and Alabama, typically put up a ton of points on on Auburn, especially in the last few years. Right. And it's because of they're, they're not used to that style, you know. It, it's something that it, it's weird because what used to be the norm is almost the exception now in, with offense right. in, in football. It, it's really, it's well, really it's, strange, the transition that's been going it's on. It's wild. Well, well, it seems like you know the uh, the play calls. You can either get beat by speed, you can get beat by power, or you can get absolutely fooled on a play. And I look to that as you know different types of talent, and then coaching, and you know coaching, or you know you have a, a heady quarterback like Peyton Manning or something like that who can make the coaching changes on the field. Um, but you sit there and say like with the Oregon slash Chip Kelly slash Eagles, you know offense. You know, a lot of that is more of that, you know, they're they're going to fool you. They're going to have you go one way and then try to beat you with speed if they didn't fool you, you know. Um, and, and I think their defense, you know, th- that's really going to be the key, is whose defense is going to be better. Because even though Dallas won't put up as many points as the Eagles do, they're going to control that clock and kind of control the pace of the game as to whatever they want it to be. Because uh, I truly believe they're going to be able to run it, throw it, do whatever they really want to do uh, on offense. And, you know, being down, I don't know, 21 nothing to the Eagles uh, might not be so bad because you know you're still going to get the ball several times right. a game. But if you, you know, are down 14 nothing to Dallas, 
you know, that might be more than you can overcome just because you know you're not going to get the ball <laughs> very often. Right. If they want to, they can ground you out the rest of the game. Um, right. So it's really going to come down to those, you know, uh, those two defenses. And, you know, and I don't know, maybe something will happen as far as, you know, like the Giants or something like that will prevail. But honestly, I see it as a two-team race. I think Dallas has the least amount of question marks. I mean, there are 12-4 and four team from last year who appears to only have gotten better. Um, mm-hmm. And even signing the kid at LSU you know, as a free agent, you know, they yeah. wanted on, you know, different charges. You know, uh, right. you know, the, the he's only going to make that team. Yeah, well, no, not the honey badger. You know, I'm uh, talking about the uh, uh, Collins, the kid from LSU, Lyle who's Collins. The, um, uh, you know, who was wanted for possible murder. Oh, <laughs> you know, and then they, well, no they, big they, deal. You know, it's great it, that I'm it, confusing the criminals from LSU. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's hard to do that. So in in Dallas, yeah. you know, so, yes. yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it, it's just because it's. Just because his girlfriend goes and ends up dead, that means you know he didn't right. have anything to do with it. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, probably right. not. And I, and I get it, you know, and it was hell of a timing being right before the draft, you know. But you know, yeah. look at it. I mean, it, 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 he was a first round, you know, Mel Kuyper's big board or whoever's big board you're looking at. You know, he was a first round talent. You know, I mean, he was yeah. probably better than Brandon Chera, you know, who the Redskins drafted six overall. You know, so I mean, right. <laughs> if you're talking about just a pure tackle standpoint. Um, you know, it, it's a it's a shame, you know, but I guess you yeah. don't put yourself in those situations either. So yeah, uh, so he, the, he ended up in Dallas. Yeah, I think in the grand scheme of things, it ended up that it was true that he he really didn't have anything to do with it. But <laughs> yeah, then you feel for the poor guy. Listen, I've dated some crazies, and I've never ended up in that kind of situation. So <laughs> I, I I don't know what the situation. I mean, I feel bad for her family. I feel bad for you know him and his family. Um, right. You know, but I don't blame the NFL for doing their due diligence. And I mean, now granted, when it started becoming sixth, seventh round, I was, you know, as a Redskins fan, saying, "Hey, take your chance." You know, <laughs> like, do, do you want a backup quarterback or do you want a guy who could possibly be a Hall of Famer on your front line? You know, that right. and, so. and it, he had threatened he was going to sit out if he was drafted past the second round. Right, right. You, you know, really, well, how'd that work out? <laughs> yeah, you really wouldn't want to. You would really test that his mindset on that. Yeah, I think Dallas gave him a second or third round contract, um, you know, as a free agent. So, I mean, maybe that was agent talks, you know, um, but I wouldn't mind testing it, (laughs) you know, okay, you know, how how bad, you know, Um, Um, but we'll see. So, if you had to pick right now, you would say what, Dallas? I would, would, you know, shamefully say, you know, it's going to be Dallas and the Eagles, um, you know, pro- Dallas probably looking around 11 wins, 12 wins. Um, the Eagles looking around 9 or 10. Um, then you're going to probably go with, uh, I don't know, the Giants are the kind of the, the mix-up team. I'll say 6 or 7 wins. And then Dallas or Washington, if they got 5 wins, I'd be shocked. So you don't think RG3 is the best quarterback in the league? <laughs> that was taken out of context. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, no, he he fully understands what he's doing. No, he is not the best quarterback in the league. He's not even the best quarterback on his own team. <laughs> I agree. Uh, oh, good, 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 uh, good analysis there, my friend. Let's. Uh, y'all want to hit what? I'll take over NFC South. I was going to research that one a little bit uh, since I'm a little fairly familiar with it after. <laughs> yeah, years a little of, familiar. Talking a little here. Carolina Panthers, New Orleans Saints, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 
and of course the Atlanta Falcons. Um, I, I'm, I'm telling you, Shanahan is going to be your boy. You're going to absolutely love him there. Good. As long as they can develop offensive linemen, I will. I will <laughs> enjoy whoever it is. It could be. Well, yeah, remember when they came to Washington? Remember Washington had zero offensive linemen besides Trent Williams, and yeah. I mean, actually, and they drafted him. You know, the first year they got there. But they're known for you know doing it with a bad offensive line, <laughs> you know, and any running back you want, they can make it happen. Yeah. So, and there I, was I drastic. There was drastic improvement in the offensive line last year when when Mike Tice was the offensive line coach, former uh, Maryland guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, see, that's what it was. Um, <laughs> he, uh, but yeah, he, I saw a tremendous difference in, in him. Um, but when Mike Smith was let go, he was also let go. So. Um, yeah, that's how it typically happens, right? Yeah, we've got um, Dan Quinn, the former Seattle Seahawks defensive coordinator, has come in. He's brought in, as Eric said earlier, the uh, Brian Shanahan, uh, Shanahan come in from – was it was it Washington his last stop? No, 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 he was in Cleveland uh, with Johnny Football. But, I mean, he did, he did the best he could there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> What a disaster that place is. Um, yeah, I mean, if you're between Washington and Cleveland, seriously, just set both teams on fire. Like, yeah, they, yeah. they're both terrible. And they freaking actually did push for a wildcard there till the last couple of weeks of the season. So. Um, but, yeah, last year this division was, was speaking of disasters, 7-9 uh, <laughs> and 1. Uh, Gets you into the playoffs, right? Yeah. Got, them into, got the Panthers the division got into the playoffs, and they actually ended up winning a game against Arizona Cardinals because – What, who, they, they, who was starting to hit a quarterback? Were you I, was a quarterback? They, <laughs> I think they called Kurt Warner to uh, see about his availability at quarterback. Oh, I would have gone out the next day and bought a Kurt Warner jersey. <laughs> I would have been so excited. I mean, he, what supermarket is he running right now? <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know – We'll start. I think the uh, Buccaneers are going to again pull in the the bottom of the division this year. Uh, famous Jameis. Yeah. Jameis. I don't think he's going to. Don't think he's going to be turning the franchise around anytime soon. Um, I think they. You know, I like Lovey Smith as a coach. I think he's improved their defense. But and they've got some stud receivers for Jameis to throw it to. So there's yeah, there's a possibility. I guess. Uh, uh, the little running back, he kind of had a step back this past year. Uh, the honey, uh, the muscle hamster, <laughs> the muscle Martin? hamster, man. Doug Martin. He uh, well, he took a little bit. Of who would you rather have though? Who, who would you rather have? Would you ever, would you rather have Drew Brees and no name receivers, or would you rather have Jameis and two All Pros? You know, I mean, I I'd personally rather have Drew Brees. I'd trust him. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah. they're honestly, I can see their offense being running the ball. And play action pass and go in deep. I mean, with yeah. those two with Mike Evans and and uh, Vincent Jackson and Vincent Jackson, they're both what over six four. They're both over two two thirty. I mean, and they're they've got good hands, good good body right. control. That it, it would be tempting to just chunk it up deep every time to them down the field and see what happens. To me, I mean, uh, yeah. I'm sure he'll be doing that quite often. Yeah. <laughs> now I don't know that their offensive line is going to protect him very much, but at least. He's got some size and some ability to be able to move around, maybe extend some plays, and, and again allow his receivers to get downfield. Um, 
I think their defense will be improved. I'll say their record will improve from last year, but uh, I would say probably five would be their ceiling on, on wins this year. Um, moving up to the – or over to the west with New Orleans, you mentioned Drew Brees is still there. There's a little bit of – And that's about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, now, I will say they do have some – Brandon Cooks is going to have a, a very, very good year. Oh, yes. I mean, I know he had a really good game last night against, you know, with the Patriots, you know, and Bill Belichick was calling his name and all that kind of good stuff. But we'll see. You know, I, I just yeah. – I think with, someone's going to have to step up because Jimmy Graham's not there. Um, right. So I don't know who his – you know, even though he was technically, a, you know, a tight end, you know, he was their yeah. best receiver on the roster. Um, so I, I don't know what they're going to do. Um, well, something was I, wrong with Graham last year, though. I mean, he, he he dropped so many passes that he would normally just go up and pick out of the air. He had he had tons of drops last year. I think again, I think there was a health con, health concern with him. Um, yeah, I, I I had him in fantasy, and I remember you know every single week it was health concern, health concern, health concern. You know. Yep. Uh, that being said, he still ended up being one of the top tight ends in the whole league. You know, but right. Um, you know, but we'll just have to wait and see. You know, I I I don't know, I don't know. I I'm a big Drew Brees fan. I I root for him. You know, uh, I I think that he's going to end up doing something. I think it's just going to be a continual struggle for him uh, for the rest of his career. I, I think what you're going to see is a lot of teams start pressing their receivers more because I think there is a little bit of concern with with his deep ball now. Uh-huh. Still still extremely accurate, but I don't you know on the mid 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 range type passes, mid-game passes, but I think people are going to really try to force him to knock the lid off the defense, so to speak, and <laughs> right. they're going to really... We'll take our chances. Right, exactly. Plus, it's not like they, you know, they have a lot of big possession receivers that Brandon uh, Anderson, so, I think, uh, kid that they, or no, uh, the kid they just drafted this past year, hold on. Oh, on. yeah. Yeah, I know you're talking about. Yeah, uh, to go along with with Marcus Colson, he uh, he's got good size receivers to work with, but I do think, like I said, that there's nobody that's going to really scare you to play one on one coverage or or Marcus Colston. I mean, like he's how old now? I mean, <laughs> he's right. another guy that suffers from injuries, and I mean, I, I feel like we've been talking about him for years. Um, oh, I don't know. This is, this know, is the 10th year, man. So, I mean, you know, yeah, yeah you're right. Playing on that AstroTurf, like, I mean, that that can't help. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked to hear some, like, turf toe injury or some, you know, um, you know, just nagging injuries constantly happen with him. And, I mean, he was yeah. their third string receiver. I mean, he was on the field quite a bit, but he wasn't, you know, a top option anymore. Right. And you're trying to boost him up, you know, when he's trending downwards. Uh, that's right. a scary thought. Yeah. Brandon uh, Brandon Coleman is the other kid. He's 6'6", 225. That's not too bad. Must be nice. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> hey, is uh, Ken, hey, is Kenny Stills still there? Uh, Kenny Stills, I thought went uh to the uh, actually another team in the division, didn't he? Did he? Okay. I think he went thought- to the Panthers. I don't know. Um, but they don't have Lance Moore was the guy that used to kill teams <laughs> in the slot, especially the Falcons. Seems like he would catch everything thrown within three yards of him. Um, and he's gone. So that's that. That was kind of you know he had Jimmy Williams obviously, but I think his security blanket was always Lance Moore. He always would, if he needed a, a clutch play on third down or something. I was gonna say I, I remember watching him on third down when mm-hmm. you know all the like you know the the security tightened up on the edges, 
And then he had that, you know, one-on-one with, you know, their slot corner or a linebacker or someone like that or a safety. Uh, he, he just seemed like he ate it up, you know. Um, yep. So, yeah, yeah he's going to miss that. Yeah. Um, so, I would look at them. I think they'll challenge for the division, but I think we're talking again around eight and eight for the Saints. I don't I don't necessarily know if, if Rob Ryan's ever going to <laughs> – Put together two consistent defense <laughs> games back to back. I mean, my God! I don't know if he's ever going to shave <laughs> or <laughs> or get a haircut. <laughs> right. I, I but you know what? Yeah. I mean, but two years ago that defense, you know, did great. You know, then last year they were god awful. Yeah. And I mean, you know, he's done things previously in the past. You know, I think he said, you know, if he got fired, you know, he'd be hired up in two seconds, and there he was, yeah. you know, right up in, uh, you know, in in New Orleans. Um, I think he'll be okay. I just, I, I just have too much faith in the Ryan at least defensive mind. You know, um, right. despite everything else about you know Buddy Ryan and Rex Ryan and Rob Ryan, like their whole family. One thing they do know is defense. Right. Uh, but I, I just I can't feel like he's not going to make any adjustments uh, going into the off season. Mm-hmm. Um, so they they I think that they will be improved. I think eight eight tied. Um, you know I I don't picture, but that division is also weak. Um, yeah. I, I I picture more six wins. You know seven wins. Uh, if they got eight wins, Drew Brees is in the MVP conversation. <laughs> I don't know about that. But I'm, just ready, <laughs> I'm just ready for the the first lip ass of a coach that they have to get fired. I oh, can't yeah. stand how he purses his lips together the whole friggin' game. It gets on my nerves. But anyway, <laughs> uh, moving on to the Carolina Panthers, the defending division champions. Yeah, your defending champions who just lost their all-pro receiver. Yeah, Kelvin Benjamin yeah. is out. They just lost. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, don't well, draft we'll have to... Don't draft hey, yeah, ACL. Well. Oh. Yep. Torn ACL. So, so his his big weapon, you know, was I mean, Cam's big weapon was Steve Smith. I mean, he's in Baltimore. Then his big weapon was Kelvin Johnson or Kelvin Benjamin. You know, he's gone. Uh, I've heard rumors that they're going to be going back to kind of his first year type of read option. You know, just beat him up. I mean, now he's a specimen. You know, uh, but but allow. Why him. do that when you got Greg Olson just waiting to catch the rock? <laughs> <laughs> If you're going to draft anybody, you draft Greg Olsen. Um, yeah. Name uh, another receiver on their team. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I, I mean, he four, he, didn't he go there, actually? I, I thought, you know, he went somewhere like that. Is Tavares King still there from Georgia? No, no, never mind. Uh, Ted Ginn's on their team. Oh, oh, good. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, that's in the words of Brady Quinn. That's a good pick. <laughs> I don't know if you remember, you remember that from draft day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they also just lost. I saw in the little scrolling bottom line, the Frank Alexander, one of their defensive ends, uh, is out for the season as well. Oh, perfect. You know, absolutely he, uh, perfect. And of course, Greg Hardy is gone to Dallas now after a, a lost year last year. Yep. To to more speaking of the killing your girlfriend. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Greg, Hardy, Greg, Greg Hardy attempted to do so, apparently. Uh, they couldn't even do that right. <laughs> yeah, you had one job. Um, <laughs> so so he is gone. They still have, obviously, Charles Johnson. 
one of the one of the so great. So really, what what you're telling me is, you think that five and eleven could get you into the playoffs? <laughs> uh, I think the defense could be could win them some games. They also they did. The Angela Williams is gone. They they had to try to. I think they tried to. They didn't even really try to help Cam in the receiving game either in this offseason, which I thought was really weird. I think they were just going to depend on Kelvin Benjamin to develop. Right, that's and, what happened. You know. That's out the window now. So, uh, and Jonathan Stewart's never been a guy that I don't think he's ever played. Jay Stewart. Has he? <laughs> he was he's the Stewart. backup to the guy who just left town. You know, right. <laughs> like, I mean, and he's um, not only – it's not the first time. He's been that for their entire careers. I mean, when I when you first introduced me to fantasy football back in 2001, it was right. between D'Angelo Williams and John Stewart, like, you know, during those times. You know, that was right. 10 years ago, you know, so right. – uh, more, or more than, you know. So, that can't – their number one running back is going to be the quarterback. Yeah, and that's the thing. Mm-hmm. And he has been wearing down here in the last, you know, year or two as well. He had the wreck last year, obviously, which didn't help, but – um, right, he, he takes shots, man, and, and he also is such a pouty little bitch that I, <laughs> he, he he he's not a great team player. I, I don't know. It, he That's the kind of technical team. analysis you can expect here at Gen X Y Z. I mean, when he, when he, honestly, when you sit there and he, he throws an interception, he gets his little towel and he puts it over his head and he sulks yeah. like, like a little. Oh kid. yeah, just annoying to me. He, I, you know, I mean, I feel like we've had this conversation. I am not a fan. I won't even say his name, but <laughs> he, he, he seems to know when the cameras are on, and he seems to play up to it very much. I mean, and you know, honestly, I've seen some things on you know Facebook and things like that where he, uh, you know, does things for special needs kids and things of that nature. And you can't help but say, okay, you know, I applaud that. You know, as much as I dislike you, I applaud that. But I also, in the back of my mind, have, you know, thinking, uh, you saw the cameras. You know, <laughs> you're very aware, right. you know, of what's around you. Uh, so you'll go play it up. So I, I'm not a fan. I respect his talent. He's one of the guys I thought would never, ever, ever turn into anything good. Um, uh, but he, uh, yeah. he he proved me wrong. You know, first for 400 yards in the he's, first two games in the league. He is, he's, he's been better than I expected, but he also has not developed and improved nearly as much as most as quarterbacks do from, from year one to year four or five or whatever he is in. Right. Yeah, absolutely. That is really four or five years. Jeez. Yeah, well, it might be three. I don't know. Uh, 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 no, many? This is his fifth year. Crazy. Good grief. Um, oh, my. But that defense is going to be nasty again, I think. The only thing, I mean, obviously Luke Keekley. Right. The, the ageless Thomas Davis. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Four or five knee surgeries and everything. Dude is just a stud, man. Um, yeah. Well, and remember Keekley, I mean, like, when they talked about him out of college, people were, like, so worried about him because, you know, he was sick or things of that nature. Right. <laughs> and it's like he won, like, the top linebacker for, like, back-to-back-to-back years or something like that in Boston College. And, <laughs> and then all of a sudden yeah. he comes into pros and he's an absolute stud and people are shocked, you know. Dude exactly. is a beast on Madden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Where it really counts. You know? Yeah, and he, exactly. and one thing was, if I'm playing Madden and I'm using him, uh, you know, first of all, he never drops back in the coverage. He's always, <laughs> always going 
uh, right for the quarterback or the running back. And also, the quarterback of the Panthers always gets substituted for Derek Anderson. <laughs> I, will only, I will only play him. <laughs> they, uh, but, again, top side, I think Roman Harper is still their starting safety. So, uh, if I'm an That's offense, nice. I'm, I'm going deep every time on that old game. <laughs> old Burt face back there. <laughs> old gray head ass. Yeah. That's me talking, by the way. Uh, uh, but then, so I would say probably nine, seven, maybe ten and six if they get some breaks. I think I really, it's going to be tough. But they didn't have any receivers last year, you know. So I, yeah, I, I get it. I just I, they went what seven, whatever, and one, you know, last year seven, eight, and one. Right. And I don't, I don't see them getting any better. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so I, yeah, I, just, I don't see them improving. But I, think I don't know what their schedule is. You know, I. Right. I you know, I'd, I'd say six or seven wins. Right. Uh, well, moving on to the the dominant team of the division, <laughs> or, or or so we hope, <laughs> or potentially, possibly the the future dynasty of the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, <laughs> you know, pretty much they have. Uh, all right, they've decided to go. I guess the, the, the mode of the team was to go to Matt Ryan and get him weapons on the outside. And they had Tony Gonzalez inside. Well, now all that money is tied up with the with those guys on the outside and Julio Jones and Roddy White. Um, Roddy... Julio, yeah, Julio Jones. Roddy's still productive. Julio is a yeah. monster on the outside as long as mm-hmm. he's healthy. As long as he stays healthy, yeah, so he's a big issue, yeah. and, and Roddy's kind of in the same yeah, same boat, you know. Right. Um, Matt Ryan is, is still he's productive. I think if he could have if he could have had an offensive line and a running game to go these past few years, I think you would have seen him truly blossom and be more respected as a as a top tier quarterback in the NFL. I was going to say he he's right on that tier, you know, like right. when you talk about your on top quarterbacks. Yeah, right. right. I mean, you're talking about you know Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, you know uh, Tom Brady, um, right. and then you know then you're really starting to look at your Matt Ryan's. You know, kind of like in that next tier level down. Um, you know, fans, there's, there's, yeah, yeah, there's a lot. Yeah. Of, yeah. <laughs> you know, right? Can can he take that next step? And I, I don't think it's necessarily on him. I think I don't think there's anybody that studies film and, and is a film writer any, any more than he is. But I think it's just he doesn't have the offensive line to keep him upright. I mean, I've seen so many games where he would almost, I mean, he would almost take the snap, maybe two steps, and and he's got to get rid of the damn ball, you know? Yeah. So yeah, that and that the defense hasn't been a great little either. bit last year, but. He also, when you take away a Tony Gonzalez out of the offense and you don't have a running game to complement those guys on the outside, that's where you're running the problem. You know, Steven Jackson never panned out. What are you talking about, man? You had Jaquiz Rogers back there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, your boy Jaquiz. High five. So. Um, but, you know, this year I'm I'm hoping the offensive line will improve a little bit more. You know, that, you know, with what what Eric was saying earlier with the with the new offensive line, offensive coach, and offensive scheme and everything. Um, that's I think they're going to a more like zone blocking attack. Zone blocking scheme. Yeah, yeah. You're so gonna like that. You're, you're gonna be very happy with the way that turns out. And honestly, right. you're gonna see like bootlegs and rollouts 
um, that are going to leave, uh, you know, your Julio Jones, your Roddy Whites, and whoever's going to play tight end for you guys, uh, just absolutely wide open. I mean, right. <laughs> Kirk Cousins made this look fantastic. Matt Ryan's twice the talent Kirk Cousins is. I right. guarantee you're going to be able to see some points scored. I don't know yeah. if they're going to be able to stop teams from scoring, but yeah. you're, you're, you're going to see points scored. I've, I've seen a couple of the, you know, I guess former players that played under Shanahan, the guys like Chris Chester came in, uh, used to play with the Redskins. Um, Leonard Hankerson is now with the Falcons. He's going to assume that slot role that uh, – Yeah, and, and when healthy, like, you know, he's another guy. When healthy, he can, you know, he can be good. Um, and he's going to have a chance to, you know, make some plays for you guys. Mm-hmm. What about my boy Brian Finneran? <laughs> I think he's calling – he's the sideline reporter for the Falcons radio network. <laughs> what? Okay, hold up. I, I, know I'm, I know I get my seasons confused from, like, 2010 to now. But wasn't he playing recently? No. Uh, no. <laughs> he was not. I, I, swear, I swear I saw Brian Finneran, dude. Yeah. Uh, I, I think him and John Lynch playing. retired around the same time. That might have been. Uh, Hold up. That might have been. Uh, you might have been watching the Lions game and and you saw Chris Durham, former Georgia Bulldog. Maybe that a white receiver, possibly. Maybe that's what it was. That <laughs> gets confused every time. Yeah. <laughs> every time he gets me. Every time. I but uh, I, I know he's I, old, I know he's old, but whatever. Yeah. No, no, he's not. But um, I will say, tight end wise, I think. One guy to keep an eye out for is, is Jacob Tammy. Um, he's been kind of a long time tight end. It's kind of he's always been productive. I mean, he's, he's entered his <laughs> is, is eighth that your, year. Is that your transition? Uh, you know, your Tammy transition with Melissa McCarthy from earlier to, to, to Tammy now, the terrible yeah, baby to the terrible tight end. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know, pretty solid. Um, receiver. He, he tends to get open well. I know uh, Peyton Manning seemed to go to him fairly often when he was in Denver. Um, I think he can fit in well. He's more of a straight-up receiving tight end instead of Tuololo, who last year actually took snaps as the as the right tackle in the Minnesota game because we had so many injuries <laughs> at the tackle position. We put our tight end as our starting right tackle. Uh, so that, 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 that would never come back to haunt you. <laughs> But actually, Tololo has improved a little bit as well. I mean, the guy is 6'8, 265 as a receiving, you know, as a tight end. Obviously, a huge huge red zone target for, you know, a guy like Matt Ryan. If he can just put it together and figure out how to just. And that's that's what he'll be used for. You're going to see him do things like, well, he'll block um, and then he'll release from that block whenever the bootleg comes around. He'll, you know, he'll hold on to it for two seconds. Um, and then release, and then you'll see him get four or five yards um, almost at will. Um, they did something very similar with Logan Paulson uh, when he was in uh-huh. Washington. Um, whenever Jordan Reed, you know, he would play on one side, and then you'd have the two tight end set where you'd have uh, Logan Paulson, you know, blocking the blind side on, and you know, and then eventually what would happen, like I said, they would wait for the release, and then he'd be wide open, you know, because then essentially the play is going away from him, and then you've got a defensive end trying to cover him, and it just it was a mismatch. Right. And then another tight end for any any deep drafts that you might have, Tony Malaiki, uh had a couple of good years in Kansas City, 33 catches and 47 catches uh, two years ago. It looks like he got injured in Buffalo and then went to Seattle with Dan Quinn, obviously, last year. 
he only had eight catches, but he only played in six games. But there's a little bit of a, you know, if somebody's looking to use a tight end, you know, as a second or even a third string tight end, they could possibly sneak up and make some big plays for you. Uh, that may be one to look at. Um, but, again, it's going to come down to if, if the O-line can improve, uh, off the running game I'm still a little concerned about because uh, you're basically dependent on Devontae Freeman and Anton. Don't, I, don't worry about it. Once again, I think I told you before, Alfred Morris came out you know, late in that draft and turned into an all-pro and has decreased every single year since Shanahan left. Right. I'm telling you, you know, I don't, I don't know who it's going to be. <laughs> it could, I mean, yeah. we didn't even know about Alfred Morris until about the third or fourth game of the preseason. So, you know, you'll be fine. <laughs> I bet yeah. someone will – there will be a running game there. Well, that's the thing. Both of those guys, Freeman showed some, some flashes towards the end of last year when he finally got some playing time. And also, Anton Smith is a he's, – he's a big play machine, man. I mean, he would, he would have about, you know, 10 carries, 10 touches a game, but it seems like every time he would have a big run of, you know – I mean, as long – he tied as long several times for 48 yards last year, so – He's got a burst to him that I think, like your home run threat, could be something to work with there. Um, Yeah, and then also the kid they drafted in the second or I think second or third round, Tevin Coleman from Indiana, is just a burner as a running back position. Right. So people are going to have to respect Roddy, Hankerson, and of course Julio. So that could open up some things for the running game and, and tight ends defensively. I hope Dan Quinn's always cracked up to be because there's a lot, a lot of improvement <laughs> necessary. Um, it's your division to lose. <laughs> I, I will say yeah. that. I, if, I'm, if I'm you guys, I'm not worried about it. Um, I really think, like, and, and sorry, guys, i, I got to wrap this up a little bit because I've, I've got to get ready for my uh, big day at school tomorrow. Oh, um, yeah. But, but uh, you know, I think it's your division to lose. I think the Falcons are looking at between 10 and 12 wins next year. I think they're going to blow the doors off the division. I don't think it's going to be as dominant as maybe other 12-win teams. You know, yeah. but on, on paper, I think you could see them add 10, 11, 12 wins. Well, all right. Well, that works for me. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey. There's some pieces there. I mean, Trufant is, is pretty solid. Uh, the other, uh, Robert Alford, is a solid cornerback. He got hurt. Again, safety-wise, William Moore got He's constantly being hurt and, and everything. If he could stay healthy, he's already hurt as it is, but if you could get some kind of production out of him, that would go a long way. Linebackers are they're undrafted guys, but they, they are productive. I mean, even even last year, Warlow and, and um oh shoot, what's his name? Uh Warlow and, and Bartu both were very productive last year. Um I think a, a big thing is going to be if the draft pick – well, two things. If Vic Beasley can come in and be productive as a rookie, that's going to they, – they've got to get some kind of pass rush to help that, that backside of the, of the defense. And yeah. also uh, Adrian Claiborne coming in, another injured guy. But if they can get a year or two out of him – That's all you're going to need. Yep. Yeah. Have him ready for the second half of the season. Yeah. Gentlemen, listen, i got to get off here. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, you know, thanks for having me on all that kind of good stuff. Yeah, cool. Anytime excellent, you want. excellent, Air Bear. We'll talk to you all later. Right. Okay? Have fun at school. Bye. Oh, you yeah, can't wait. <laughs> all right, bye. Yeah. All right, see you. So, 
Yeah, I would I, I would think ten ten wins would be very very nice. I'd be very happy with that. Um, that that could win the division with ten. Um, oh yeah, I think so. Or should I, I would say. Yeah. But again, it's all going to depend on how quickly Quinn can get that defense turned around. I mean, if they can if they can cut five to ten points per game off of last year's defense, I think you'll see a huge because they should put up points no matter what with that talent as long as you know everybody stays healthy and things like that. Yep. Uh, who wants to go next? Uh, I'll, I, I mean, yeah. I can go. I'll keep it All brief. Right. Go ahead, Trey. All right. Uh, so in the NFC West, uh, I think I'm gonna you know start from the bottom and now and uh, work to the top. So uh, this year in fourth place in the West, NFC West, I'm picking the 49ers. I'm making a bold prediction. You know, I never want to see injury in the league, but I think Colin Kaepernick's going to go down with an injury, and then, you know, it's just going to go downhill from there. And I think the 49ers are going to win, like, four or five games probably. Man, the soothsayer. Yeah. (laughs) And, I I mean, especially in the division that they're playing in, with it being, you know, as, as difficult as it is, you know, definitely better than the NFC South, you know. Uh, which isn't saying much, but still, I mean, it's a it's a fairly difficult division to not see. Well, you know, uh, I'll say this: I think it, it, it's top to bottom better, but I think it's going to be both are going to be about the same competitively. You know, I think they're yeah. all kind of jumbled in there together, except for San Francisco, like you said, because they had so many guys retire. Man, it was the strangest thing: Harbaugh leaves, Patrick Willis retires. Uh, they had another linebacker that retired after what? Borland, second, wasn't it? Second second year or something like that. Yeah, yeah, Chris Borland. Um, yeah, retired because he said he was uh, he was worried about possible head trauma. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess they just found out about that. Yeah. I mean, he um, probably he probably banked up some money from his contract and said, you know what, anywhere that. Hey, more power to him. Yeah. But I'm curious. Hey, I'm curious to see what the 49ers are going to look like without the presence of Frank Gore running the rock. Yeah, I mean he's. I mean he's just been a cornerstone of the institute for so long. Yeah, I think he really passing has. it off the. Uh, I said I. I think they're passing off running duties to what Carlos Hyde. Yeah. And, uh, uh, yeah. Copper, yeah, Kaepernick will probably be doing a little bit more scrambling this year, I would imagine, but. Carlos Hyde looked good um, second half of the season, and I think a couple of games in the first half uh, where Frank Gore was injured for a week or two. Um, he really looked good. He really looked promising, so I'm kind of curious how he's going to hand over, how he's going to take over, you know, the the run of responsibilities. It'll be interesting. Uh, my third-place team kind of just – Wait, they, what? real quick. Oh. I'll give you major props if you can tell me the name of the 49ers coach right now without looking at it. Uh, oh. Uh, oh, gosh. Oh, I didn't know how to be this prepared. Uh, hey, I was uh, not aware that Harbaugh left. Geez. Yeah, it's not Harbaugh. It's, uh, is it a black guy? <laughs> it, no. Tampa. I don't know. Well, I don't know who, who is it. Surprise. Anyway, Jim 
Tom Sula. Oh, no. See, how am I supposed to get that? Exactly. Exactly. The, I think it was like the special teams coach or something. I, everybody and... was like, who was this? Whenever it was announced after Harbaugh went back to Michigan. Uh, and they named him head coach, you know. I, I don't know who he is. Man, everybody was thinking that about Mark Tressman. And look how that turned out, man. Oh, yeah. Wait. During uh, season. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Continue. Um, all right. So, uh, third in the division is going to be the Arizona Cardinals. You know, they're just going to be in there, you know, beat up the weaker teams in the league and then lose to the stronger teams. You know, they're just going to be average, probably like six and ten, seven, seven wins, something like that. Um, you know, not not too terrible much going on in, in Arizona. And then uh, second is going to be the St. Louis Rams. You know, Bradford isn't there. Because he sucks, uh, you know. You got Nick Foles. You got Nick Foles. You know they're they're gonna be you know your uh, your underdog story of the season. You know, you always got the one. This is the one. When does when does Todd Gurley get his first carry? Uh, well, what time does the first game start? <laughs> what, it's, it's, uh, what it's Trey Mason starting the season, I would believe, right? Yeah. Trey Mason, I mean, uh, Gurley. I mean, God, I can't even name their third stringer. Uh, their third string guy is Benny Cunningham. Cunningham, yes, he's actually yeah. pretty good. So yeah, so I mean, I I can see Trey Mason doing like you know, you know, most of the carries and then putting in Gurley every now and again. Not quite a two back system, but like you know, I don't know. I didn't do that much research. I just want to see Gurley get some runs in. I heard that. <laughs> yeah, and then uh. First place, surprise, surprise, the Seahawks. Uh, I mean, you know, I think that, I think they, you know, they want to prove that they're not one and done, you know. They want to win. They got the offense. They got the defense. They got the coaching. They got, like, a chip on their shoulder almost, you know, from last season. Almost, uh, well, it was a repeat, right? Yeah, it would have been back-to-back. Yeah, it would have been back-to-back, yeah. I mean, you know, I think they want it the most, especially, you know, they've been there before, and then they were almost there again, and then uh, I think they're just going to get in there, take care of business, win, like, 19 games this season in the regular season. Just kidding. Not that many, but you know what I mean. They're, they're going to they're gonna be a force to be reckoned with. I don't know yeah, what think. Russell Wilson just picked up the new contract in the offseason, correct? They uh, had always... That's what happens. These teams, everybody starts winning, so they start other either a they give fat contracts to players to keep them, yeah, instead yeah. of being on sure. rookie contracts and and free agent, you know, like unheralded free agent contracts, and that mm-hmm. eats up cap space, and then that loses your depth on your team. Mm-hmm. Or other teams start coming in and say, "Hey, this guy played for the Seahawks, so let's bring him aboard and give him fat yeah. contract." And you lose your depth that way. Now, if your if your front office is in good shape, which usually I think Seattle's is, obviously, yeah, you can re, you can replenish and replace with other guys and other draft picks. But that also screws around with your team chemistry too. True. So you never know. But I mean, I think they're in good shape this season. 
Yeah, I think they're still all right. They'll, yeah. uh, it's going to be well, tough. What's, to, the fee- what's the feelings on Marshawn entering, if I remember correct, what, his uh, sixth season? Then he's he's uh what twenty nine going on thirty. He came off yeah. his uh he came off last year where he had the most touches of his career. Mm-hmm. So are we expecting him to have a uh, less prominent season? I would imagine, or would we say he's right on track yeah. to continue? Yeah, a lot of times they have that precipitous fall with uh he's going in his ninth season, man. Ninth, Jesus. Yeah. He is uh, 86. Yeah, he'll be 30 this coming up year. Jeez. Yeah, I mean, he'll be solid for sure. Yeah, I'm pro- I mean, not not Madden cover level, but, you know, pretty good. Well, let's hope the curse isn't uh, as prevalent. The Madden cover curse isn't prevalent for him. Wasn't he on the cover? Oh, my gosh, if you want on the cover, I'm going to sound so stupid. I have no idea. I think he was. What, oh, on God. the cover of Madden last year or this year? Oh, was it last year? Oh, my God. On the cover of Madden last year, it was Sherman. Oh, uh, well, I'm stupid. Jeez. <laughs> I'm an NCAA guy, but obviously not recently. That was me, too. Yeah. What, uh... yeah I don't even like NFL. <laughs> I see a Madden 15 cover, but I don't know if it's one of those Photoshop ones or not. No, uh, it, is, no it was Sherman. Sherman, never mind. Oh, well, look at me. I'm probably just being racist. I see a black guy, and I'm like, oh, look at that guy. Jeez. God. All right, well, uh, I'll shoot, I'll give you the scraps of time for the Central Division. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I think on my side, it's two of the most packed divisions on either side, the AFC or the NFC. It's the NFC North and the AFC North. Um, like you, Trey, I'm going to start from the bottom. I'm going to start with the NFC North. We got the Bears last season coming in fourth in their division with a 5-11 and record. The Bears. <laughs> <laughs> just... It's just kind of disappointing knowing their legacy and, you know, their former dynasties to see them go. Yeah. It seems like, God, at least the last five years, they just have not lived up to any kind of potential that they may have had. Yeah, um, media their offense has been the fourth worst or the fourth best, whichever way you want to look at it, in the division. Um, scoring 319 points last season, but, I mean, that's – that's in that's in the context of the, of the Packers throwing 486. Right. Well, remember when I was talking about Cam Newton being a pouty bitch? Jay, Jay Cutler's in that same class. Oh yeah. I mean, he's not a he's not a leader for that those other players look up to, and and for that matter, their their star wide receiver Brandon Marshall is awesome, but he's just not somebody that's really a team type player. It seems like you know. Yeah, I always think it's more chemistry-based stuff than than talent-based issues in in Chicago. Well, it's amazing how that works because you can always, like you said, that's something that kind of annoys you about Cam just as much as it does with Jay. It's like they have that look of of uh, you know contempt on their face when they start to lose. They have 
Uh oh, is that me? Yeah, hit stop. I think. Sorry, but uh, yeah, they have that look of defeat on their face after you know something goes down, rather than having that bounce back attitude. But anyways, um, if we're to continue, I got the um, got the Vikings you know, seven and nine last season, coming in third in the division. Um, they're looking pretty strong. They're they're looking pretty strong. Um, in addition to being what Teddy Bridgewater's second or third season, um, they have Adrian Peterson coming back after missing most of last season, as well yeah. as um, picking up an off an off seat or an off the field. Uh, Sorry, an off-season transaction and picking up Mike Wallace from the Dolphins. So right. um, the, uh, Charles Johnson from last season, their wide receiver. Um, I think his second year in the league, he's looking pretty strong. They had a. Uh, I'm I'm not sure if Kyle Rudolph was injured last season or if he just kind of dropped off in the second half. But um, I think he's looking pretty strong for the comeback. So I'm kind of curious how they're going to do this coming up. I have him personally coming in second in the division. Um, and that's over the Lions, who finished um, 11-5 and five last season. They came in second in the division. Um, so I'm kind of curious to see how the Lions and the Vikings, I think they're going to be fighting for uh, first and second, respectively. Um, but I do see the Vikings coming out on top of that. Um, and that's Wait. going against, you know, my boy Matt Stafford, which I hate saying. You see him fighting for second and third or first and second? No, second and third. Oh, okay. Because of course you know the top of the NFC you got the Packers, right. but with uh, but with the Lions I see them uh, with the loss of uh, old Nindamakin, even though they picked up is it Nagata from the Ravens, yeah. right? They Hello, picked him up to replace the hole that uh, Sue lost, but I mean Sue was just a beast on defense. I mean he yeah. plugged, you know he. He picked up, you know, one and two men blocking assignments, which freed up some room for the linebackers to get in there and do their thing. And I yeah. think with him being missing, it's just going to create, you know, a lot of uh, added responsibility for everyone else. But right. um, the top of the north, oh, I'm sorry, my bad. I've only got two two minutes. Um, yeah. Top of the north, of course, Packers. They finished 12-4 and four last season, came in first. They re-signed Randall Cobb and Kuhn. So I see that coming back. Adding hey, some uh, team chemistry and everything, <laughs> <laughs> but then of course, um, if you flip on the uh, say if you flip if you flip on the division, you go. Uh, sorry, if you flip on the league, you go to the AFC. Sorry, the conference. Um, you got Steelers coming in first. I see personally the Ravens coming in second. Uh, Ravens finished second last season at with ten and six. The Steelers came in first with with eleven and five. Um. The Bengals coming in third. The the Bengals last season they finished ten five and one. Oh, I fucking hate ties. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> but um, and then the Browns, of course, where quarterbacks go to die. Poor <laughs> Matt. <laughs> I feel for him over there. But um, I don't know. The Browns look like they could have something going. They picked up uh, I think they switched offensive coordinators. I'm not sure, but um. Yeah. I was just kind of curious because they gave away Jordan Cameron, but they also gained Brian Hartline in the process. So right. I'm, I'm curious how that's going to work out. They challenged for a, a playoff spot down, like I said, down the stretch last year. Till a couple of weeks into the left in the season, they kind of faded. But with all the crazy things going on, but they did let Brian Hoyer go, right? So yeah. Um, I mean, is it Manziel's job or? 
who's thought to be the starter this year. Um, if I remember right, they brought in Luke McCowan, you oh, know, cool. to to really light that ass under, or to really light <laughs> that fire under Manziel's ass. <laughs> uh, yeah, by the way, you know, your boys just lost, uh, probably lost Jordy Nelson today. No. Uh, uh, ACL, man. Damn them ACLs. There goes my fantasy. Damn. Fantasy strategy. I'm glad you said something. Um, let me shoot through the AFC South real quick. Uh, Titans, I think, still finishing last. Mariota's going to struggle this year, I think. Um, I think the Jaguars will be – I think they'll be much improved. I like Bortles. I like their uh, the defense. Defensive line is pretty solid. Um, I like – they're running back, uh, not so much as every down guy, but just I think you're going to see uh, the guy from Stanford that came in last year, the white guy, Kurt Gerhardt. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> going to bounce back a little bit this year, have an improved season. Plus, they've got uh, Denard Robinson at running back. Plus, no, plus Transition. they brought in TJ Yeldon. And they drafted Yeldon, yeah. I think he'll as the season progresses he may get more and more carries, I think, as a as a every down back. Um I like Robinson though as a as a third down back. He's dude is fast. I went down to that preseason game. He is fast. He was making plays. Their offensive line is, is probably more improved and better than people were thinking too. Um so that's gonna be that's gonna be something to keep an eye on. I think I think they could probably push six, eight six to eight wins. But I think six probably much more likely. Uh, but Bortles, I think, takes a big step this year. He he looks comfortable and and, and pretty confident in the in the pocket and uh, confident in what he's doing. And I have to think that having Julius Thomas there is going to tr- help tremendously. You know? Yeah, yeah. Because Mercedes Lewis, that guy, he's a good blocking tight end. I'll put it that way. He's supposed to be some yeah. tight end, but he he can't catch for anything. Um, uh, I see the Houston Texans being improved as well and, and pushing for the division, uh, but I don't think they have quite enough talent. I think uh, Bill O'Brien is a, is a very good coach and is going to be a, a very good coach in the future as well and gets the most out of his offense. But it's going to be interesting. Hoyer, speaking of, of Hoyer, um, who left the, the Browns last year, they brought him into the Texans after they had just traded for Ryan Mallett, who everybody thought was going to be the, the next guy because uh, Brian had him while he was up at New England. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to be an interesting quarterback battle to keep an eye on. they got Arian Foster, who's usually a very good running back. Uh, they did let... From what I've heard, uh, didn't Arian Foster hurt his ACL or MCL? Yeah, he's, he's hurt, but I think he's still... I think they're just holding him out for the preseason. I think they are expecting him back for the regular season. Um that sounds like a Booby Miles situation, Miles. <laughs> now they did have a uh, they do have a good backup. Um, hold on, let me pull it up real quick. But I, yeah, I, Al- Alfred Blue. Yeah, uh, he'll provide a, a good good enough you know backup for for Aaron Foster. Uh, they got the stud JJ Watt on the defensive side and offense too sometimes, but. Uh, <laughs> I can see that defense keep improving. Brian Cushing, uh, does Jadavian Clowney step up and, and become the player everybody thinks he can be? I 
I have my doubts to be completely honest because he's got the the big contract. And I don't think he's I don't think he cares uh, to be completely honest. You know, if he gets any sort of twinge in his part of his body, he's going to sit out and not push it. I don't think he's really a true football player. I think he's a, a supreme athlete that, that paycheck player that plays football. Yeah. Uh, mm. But no more Andre Johnson. He has moved on to the division, and I say defending and future division champs, the Indianapolis Colts. Oh, they are a beast team. Andrew Luck, mm-hmm. Y.A. Hilton, Andrew John- or Andre Johnson, Frank Gore. Frank Gore. Offensive line. Defense is stellar. They improved as well. I'm looking at some uh, – Researching it earlier, they had a uh, they added uh, crap. I can't think of his name right off. But anyway, it goes with uh, you know they had a good defense last year already. So I I, I honestly think Indianapolis and uh, and from what I saw as well from the different sites I was looking at, it, they've got the second easiest schedule according to preseason. Uh, second easiest schedule in the NFL right now. Hmm. So I really look for them to really push New England, probably the team with the fewest question marks in the AFC right now, between Denver with, you know, an older Peyton Manning. They've lost a couple players on on their game. Um, They did lose Reggie Wayne, but like I said, they they replaced him with Andre Johnson. Um, It's going to be interesting to see. I I don't – excuse me, I think it's a Y. Hilton. It's T.Y. Hilton. but he's back. Johnson's back. Like I said, they added Frank Gore. Dwayne Allen is a, is a tight end that, that showed progress last year. Um, Kobe Fleener, Luck's teammate at Stanford, is still there. Had a, had a very good year last year. So, they oh, that's who it was. Trent Cole from the, from the Eagles. Um, he's an older guy, but I think they can play him, probably, you know, limit his plays, limit his snaps and save him for, for specific situations. Uh, but I truly think Indianapolis will push New England and, and Denver for the for the, for the the AFC crown and the right to go to the Super Bowl. Um, and that's all yeah. I've got to say about that. But uh, go ahead, Trey. Take your uh, AFC uh, As uneducated as I sounded about the NFC, I will sound even more so about the AFC. Um, <laughs> fourth place Raiders, they're going to win two games. If that, I mean, yeah, no, no more needs to be said about that. Uh, they don't the, even have Darren McFadden anymore. And if you don't have that, then what do you have? Damn right. I mean, I bet you I could try out and walk on and be a Raiders coach. <laughs> Jack Del Rio, man, come on. Okay, never mind. Okay, I have faith. All right, okay, never mind. Raiders first place. Just kidding. Uh... The Chiefs are going to be a little bit down from where they were last year, I think. Um, I don't know. No particular reason. Just kind of – just because. Uh, put the Chargers in second. You know, the old uh, – the the river will continue to run. Phillip Rivers. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, of course, the Broncos first place. Unless something catastrophic fails. In Denver, like like if Manning goes down in Game One and is out for the season, then 
then I could see, you know, obviously the Chargers going into into first, and then the Broncos dropping down to third. But uh, yeah, I mean, other than other than a catastrophic failure, I don't see the Broncos losing first. Yeah, I, I guess I think you got to go with the Broncos until they show cracks in the in the system, you know. Yeah. Yeah, especially with C.J. Anderson in the backfield, and then you got uh, Monte Ball backing him up now. Yeah. I mean, it's a pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty good time to be a Demarius Thomas Denver Bronco. Yeah, D- Demarius E.J. or uh, sorry, Manuel Sanders. Mm-hmm. Granted, they lost uh, Julius Thomas, kind of their Thomas Thomas punch back last right. year, but um. I mean, still, they're, yeah, their team's still looking stellar. I mean, they're returning most of their line, so. Yep. Did, uh, did you go through AFC North? Let me go through that real quick. And, and AFC. Yeah, if you want. Um, NFC North, um, Browns, like I said, last season they finished 4-7-9. and nine. They picked up Brian Hardline, but they also lost Jan- Jordan Cameron, their uh, star tight end. So I'm kind of curious how they're going to go with Manziel back there. I kind of see them actually taking a step up, breaking even at least yeah. this season at 8-8. Eight and eight. Um, cause oh, wait, If I remember cover. right, they did. Um, I'm sorry, go ahead. You already, you already did cover. I forgot. Yeah, but, yeah, but I mean, um, for, I'm, I'm most curious, honestly, about the Bengals. I'm kind of curious how Andy Dalton's going to be in what? I think it's his fifth season now, fifth or sixth. It's a- it's a very deep division, man. I mean, even yeah. Cleveland, you know, we're kind of crapping on Cleveland, but like I said, they challenged last year, you know, to to push for a playoff spot. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, that's kind of what's got me curious about the Bengals because, I mean, they were pushing towards that uh, towards that playoff run, um, and they and they were looking good, but um, you know, they just got overpowered and. Yeah. But I'm just curious what they're going to look like this year. You know, AJ Green's had another uh, year to ma- to mature. They got um, the one-two punch now, and Jeremy Hill and Giovanni Bernard. Yeah. Um, Andy Dalton's had time to mature. Their defense once again is looking stellar. I think it was um, fifth or sixth line. in the league. That defensive yeah. line is nasty, man. Geno. Yeah. Geno and uh, they're saying Geno Atkins is looking like the Geno Atkins of old. So, right, it's got good things. I mean, their defense last year. Um, no, the no the Ravens' defense was stopping the division, but theirs was second. Right, I, I at three forty four. So, I don't know that we'll ever see them take that next step until they upgrade at, at quarterback. I mean, Dalton's a solid quarterback, but it's. Nobody, he's never been able to get over the hump. I mean, he, he's I don't know, man. A, he's, he's always been he's always been good to me. Yeah, I don't know, dude. He's never but been then, as much of a playmaker as they need. I think. I mean, you've got to feed the ball to guys like AJ and mm-hmm. uh, Sanu and all those guys. Yeah, absolutely. But. Well, they, well, then you got the Ravens coming in second, ten and six last season. They, um, they, they actually were only thirty points behind the Steelers. Well, actually, less than that, about twenty-five points behind the Steelers for the uh, in points fared last season. So, so that's pretty impressive considering the 
monster games that the Steelers had last year. Yeah. Um, they, like I said, they are lo- they are losing their nose tackle and uh, Nagata, mm-hmm. but um, you know they still got Terrell Suggs and um, God, no, Ed Reed's not there anymore. No, he's been gone. Yeah, he's been gone for a while. So yeah, I mean, so their defense is getting a little bit older. They've always had kind of an older av- on average team, so. Curious to see how the Ravens season going to go this year. I mean, they got uh, they got Flacco, of course, quarterbacking. But um, Steve Smith, God, he's on the edge of breaking his hip every time he steps out there on the field. Yeah, this is last year, he said. Oh, yeah? Okay, I wasn't aware of that. But I could see that. But, yeah, of course, the Steelers uh, – Moving on to the Steelers, they're you know eleven and five, first in the division last year. I think the sky there they can only go up at this point. It was four hundred and thirty six points last year that they fared. They only allowed three uh, sixty eight, and I mean yeah. I, I think it's going to be more of the same. Big Ben's he's kind of in his uh, prime time years right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to be their offense is going to be nasty, dude. Because yeah, Le'Veon Bell, Antonio so Brown, yep. Heath Miller. So you fast, can go wrong. Le'Veon Bell is just a stellar running back right now, too. Yeah. I, now, uh, I mentioned uh, Jordy Nelson, but Pouncey also got taken off on a, on a off the field on a cart today, too. There's their uh, center. Yeah, they'll say their center. And... Uh, Stephon Tewitt, one of their defensive linemen, same thing. So, injuries are going to play a huge role, as they always do. Absolutely. Uh, And no Troy Palomalu this year. Oh. That's all right. I think he was kind of fading off towards the latter half of his career anyways. Our boy Jarvis Jones is going to step up, though, and have a... You know he is. I'm going to call it right now. Uh... I guess AFC East, we didn't really get into. I think Eric was supposed to do them, but we got the jibber-jabber too much. Um, crazy division. I mean, it's the Patriots division, but like possibly no Brady for at least, well, right now, four games. Uh, I think that probably gets dropped before the season gets going. But uh, So I would think at least two games. Don't you, what do you guys think on the plate gate? Yeah, I'm kind of oh. curious to see how uh, Goodell's going to take it. I've heard rumors that he's been very inconsistent with his punishment, so in order to kind of save himself, he's going to have to save Brady. Mm-hmm. Um, do the dog personally, yeah, personally, I think this is the most heinous thing any NFL player has ever done, so it'll be a tragedy <laughs> if he doesn't, if he doesn't uh, you know, stay with his ruling of uh, four games. Exactly. Fry the bastard. <laughs> Kick him out of the league. Exactly. Um, I think the Jets are probably going to be your last place team. Yeah. I mean, their yeah. quarterback. <laughs> they can't even keep their quarterback from their own players. Um, yep. The Bills with Rex Ryan now, does he instill enough confidence in them to take take a, ne- a step or two above, above where they have been recently? Uh, I, mean, I think second second's going to be between Buffalo and Miami. Maybe nine, ten wins for each of those teams, depending on which one 
takes the advantage. And I think the Dolphins, the Dolphins trying to take a huge step. You mentioned it earlier with uh, Indomitian Sue trying to make take that next step. As a bunch of money, dude, to give him, I don't, I don't know. No. I really don't know if it was worth it to be completely honest. I guess we'll have to wait and see. To be completely honest about it, um, but I think it's still the Patriots, Patriots division. You know, maybe even if it's ten or eleven wins. You know, if, if they completely fall apart with with Brady out. So, but I think it's Patriots. I'll say Dolphins, Bills, Jets. And Jets not even really close. I don't think. Yeah, no. Jets are about where the Raiders are in the West. Yeah. Who's your well, Super Bowl prediction right now? Me personally, I could definitely see either a Packers Steelers. Or I could see a Seahawks, uh, a Seahawks Steelers. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Steelers are looking tough in the AFC, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll, who you got, Trey? Um, I'm gonna go. Oh gosh, this is such a tough choice. Got me like thirty two teams. Oh God, I'm gonna go Bengals. Bengals. Yeah, the Bengals. Uh oh, you got a sleeper. Can I hear what I said about Andy Dalton? <laughs> hey, you know what? Don't discriminate against the redheads. Uh, Ginger buy. Five dollars so guess... goes with another AFC team. <laughs> I, was try- I was trying to remember which one they were. <laughs> okay, you know that I remember the Bengals are on CBS, so I got got to go with the Fox team now. Uh, right. right. Oh, God. I'm going to go. Oh, my I'll gosh. pick for him. He's going Eagles. He's going Eagles. Three. No, no, no. I'm not stupid. Uh, I'd love to see the Eagles and how they're going to do this year. That's just pretty curious I'm, with the old DeMarco and Murray. The Dallas and Bengals. That'd be good. Dallas. Yep, Dallas. All right. Y'all probably heard me earlier, but I'm going to take the Colts for the AFC. And the Falcons. I can see. <laughs> yeah. Um, if Nelson didn't get hurt today, I could. I think it's just some bad mojo coming into the season. But um, I could see Packers. I could see Cowboys, but. I certainly hope just because of Cowboy Nation, my God. I think their heads their collective heads would explode if the Cowboys made the playoff made the uh, uh, and, and uh and by chain reaction so will their butts. Yeah. <laughs> because I actually y'all were just talking about what I was thinking if if everything breaks right, the Eagles could be the representative of the NFC. But that would be kind of fun actually, but I'll say Packers Colts. Damn, that would be a good Super Bowl. Yeah, would. Yeah. All right, we ran a little over, but you know what? You can listen to it on the replay. I think it stopped broadcasting now, but you, it records and you hear it on the replay. So, uh, appreciate everybody joining us tonight. Eric, Real Trey, Jay Neal, hit up for this podcast. Hit at the real Dre on all social media. 
appreciate y'all joining us tonight. Till next week. See you. Late. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.